everyone it's rubik here for episode 14 of gamers galaxy it's been a couple of weeks since we've uh, had a show and that's because the uh who is our usual host uh, starts off the pod has decided to take a break and definitely has some things going on in life and has said that you'll be back um, but it's in definite time at the moment so we'll uh we've had to i've had to go on a bit of a hunt for a new um host co-host to, to help me host the show and actually it's a funny story i've asked asked this person in the past to do content before but it never really just came to fruition but this time it, it's come to, to very happy to, to introduce wt um how you going mate good happy to be here on gamers galaxy i know we did talk about this a while ago and it was my intention a while ago to do this with you and uh life got in the way but We've come full circle, and now I'm here with you guys and looking forward to doing it. Yeah, mate, it's uh, it's really excited to have you on board. You're, you've got good knowledge of Immutable, um, and you know a lot more token knowledge and knowledge out knowledge outside of Immutable than me. So you know the pod's an Immutable focused podcast, but we will talk about other things. And bring, bringing you in opens up uh, a different style of communication, a different style of questioning, which I really enjoy. So and uh you know and also access to to founders from different projects that i don't have so i'm really excited about what we're going to do together mate over the next couple of months and um today we've got one of the best founders we could get i believe um for one of the most exciting projects from my opinion in space nation welcome to the pod jerome yeah hi guys um uh, really honored to be here um it's jerome co-founder and the ceo of space nation um yeah, it's a it's a great opportunity for me to be here to uh, present or to introduce introduce our product and our project to you guys. Yeah, our our audience is uh, going to be very excited for this one. I believe it's it's kind of like I think under the the radar a little bit. Like I've noticed that the Space Nation audience and the followers uh, are different are different people to the general crypto gaming Western world. Um, you know, the typical people you see throughout all of the, the comments and that of, of many, many games. And it's only a matter of time until Space Nations becomes, you know, this behemoth of a game. It, it's, I'm excited to do this interview and to meet more about, uh, to meet, find out more about you, Jerome, and, and the project. So, um, yeah, let's, do you want to explain, uh, you know, why you pivoted the, the game into, into blockchain? I think you started building without blockchain at first. Was that correct? Right. Um, so... I have a co-founder, uh, Tony Tan. He's a veteran, like game, uh, game, game producer. Um, yeah. He built this game uh, as a traditional MMORPG uh, back he back in his day when he was a executive uh, 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 executive vice president in Loyal Technology. 
So the game was initially built as Web2, like traditional MMORPG, for about two, two years. And then I spent a lot of time to convince him to own Web3 together with me. Um, and we, we spent like a couple months to restructure everything into Web3. And so it's not like simply to bring like digital assets onto an, uh, on chain to become an NFT. It's actually like a completely redesign, restructure. We basically restructure the game from a, a modern style, like Western uh, uh, MMORPG to a classic MMORPG and empowered with Web3 technologies and tools. Yeah, sounds very interesting. Um... It's a, like a lot of people try to just bolt on the Web3 component to their game rather than, but you've gone, you've understood that that just doesn't work. You've actually got to go and, um, you know, redesign the whole from the ground up for Web3 to make sense. Is that correct? Yes. Yes. Because yeah. we believe that, um, well, I mean, um, to, be, to, be more specific, uh, to be more specific, uh, we believe that, um, Web3 is actually uh, creates like a new opportunity to the gaming industry. And essentially it's still like a part of the game industry. So, um, and you need to make follow some basic rule of the game designs and the game production. Yeah. It's very fascinating that uh, I, I like how uh, Rubik started off with that. You guys are kind of under the radar and I've done some digging on you guys. You got over a hundred thousand people on your Twitter spaces. And I agree with him. Yeah, you're under radar, but you got a rabid fan base, it looks like, already. And then you've mentioned your partner. Uh, I, I'm going to butcher his last name. Uh, Tony, Tony Tong, I believe. Yes. Uh, he's got a background with Lord of the Rings, it looks like. Uh, Transformers Rise. Those are some pretty decent IPs to, to be having underneath your belt. And then, of course, you've got Blizzard, Warcraft, Hearthstone. And um, I'm just wondering... Are those influences between you and Tony? Are those are are those carrying on with your journey here into Space Nation? Yeah, definitely. I mean, uh, for I mean, especially talking about the restructure and the why we make it into Web three, it's highly influenced by my personal experience of uh, uh, in the MMORPG genre. Uh, so, um, yeah, I, I, sorry, I didn't I didn't introduce myself to the audience maybe i uh, i should start with a quick introduction of myself yeah so, go on tell yeah. us about yourself yeah, sorry. sorry about that yeah so 20 years ago um i i had the opportunity to become the uh, product manager for world of warcraft in china and uh led the team uh launched the game in 2005 uh while i was working at the publisher side the nine the company was called the nine and then uh, later on, I mean, under uh, a couple of years later, later on, I was joined Blizzard China and continued to manage and operate World of Warcraft until 2014. Um, so I basically did like 10 years service in World of Warcraft for World of Warcraft and like three years in uh, in the nine and, 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 and eight years in Blizzard. And I served over 100 million users in China. Um, of World wow. of Warcraft, of, 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 yeah. Um, and afterward, I actually held a uh, various roles, like including like COO in, at Kongzhong Games, Vice President at 360 Games, uh, sorry, Vice President at Baidu Games, and the President at 360 Games. All the big corporations in China, but they all listed in, in the States um, before I own Web3, right? Um, so um, 
because I I, I uh, spend so much time working on World of Warcraft and 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 also you know that um, in China the publisher was transitioned from the nine to NetEase later on. So I also had the opportunity to work closely with the MMORPG developers from NetEase and. Um, I have to say, like being able to work with uh, the, the the grandmasters from both the Western and the Eastern are really uh, special, very really fantastic. So both World of Warcraft and many NetEase MMORPGs they last very long, right? They are still like uh, uh, I mean super strong right now. Um, they they basically all have like a, a, a lifespan over two decades, and World of Warcraft itself mainly rely on like it, it relies heavily on its uh, uh incredible incredible like uh creative and the rich uh content and gameplay while the NetEase games um especially the, those ch classic NetEase games fantasy westward journey westward journey uh Tianxiad one and two they basically combines the complex like gameplay with uh with a like a robust ecosystem and make it like last long enough. So I I I I've like lucky enough to witness the potential strength and the stability of a game economy when in-game trading is being executed effectively. So yeah. I think there's a even big opportunity if um if the the the, the in-game uh, I mean if we leverage uh, Web3 technologies and tools to further empower uh, the strength of uh, income economy. So that's how we uh, started. And I would say in terms of uh, in inspiration, there's a few games I have to like name again. So World of Warcraft with its uh, auction house and mm -hmm. Fantasy Westward Journey with its marketplace. And another one is actually CSGO with its uh, marketplace as well. Yeah. Yeah. Man, you've uh, you're definitely qualified to uh, to to build uh, an epic um, game like Space Nation. How epic is it planned to be? Like, is it like is the world going to be? Is it is the goal to be a, a World of Warcraft size game or a, in a style game in you know complete open open maps for you know free exploration or is it is it more like I heard you say space opera. Um, and there's a little bit of a story narrative in it, but is is there? There's a MMO side to it as well, where the the, the free free movement and the open world for you to explore. I, I mean, I wish that I can uh, call it World of Warcraft in the space, and I wish <laughs> I can um, really uh, make it like World of Warcraft plus um, Guardian of Galaxy. So that's our goal. I mean, uh, I mean, it, it, it's like uh, ultimate goal. But you know, uh, we are still uh, we are a startup company, and we are like, um, like small size of team, right? Even though we are already, I think we are already the uh, biggest uh, Web three game team in 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 like Eastern, I think. Uh, we have yeah. uh, like over eighty people right now. Um, but I mean, uh, that's that's our goal, and we are trying to get there. And um, in terms of uh, to give everyone a more uh clear like picture what the space what, what the space nation online should be like so first of all it's a web3 space opera mmrpg right um mentioning web3 means it leverage web3 technologies and the tools 
to empower the game design and the gameplay. And uh, naming it like space opera um, and the MMORPG, so it has to be content driven, uh, story driven, and gameplay driven. Mm-hmm. And um, and we are also trying to build in the game a, a, a vibrant universe, a colorful universe, just like a Guardian of Galaxy. Um, um, many of the like uh, space MMO, um, they are kind of uh, dark, gray, gloomy. Um, but we we are trying to make it like a more more vibrant universe. So it's it's also like a type of a uh, 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 space opera. And in terms of the uh, 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 economic side, we are focusing on the integration of play for fun and play to earn. Um, and we are targeting massive Web three gamers and the selected Web three users, and try to serve all of them well and connect them well. And one more thing I would say. And it's also one of one of the most important things. Um, we want the game last for decades, and I believe it will last for decades. So yeah, and sorry to answer your question. So um, <laughs> whether it's a real open world, I have to be perfect honest. It's not a, like real open world. Our world is like extremely huge, but it's not like completely open world game. I uh. I've read through your white paper quite extensively the last couple of days. Uh, and by the way, if you haven't read the white paper, it is pretty extensive. I mean, they've got everything in there <laughs> from like uh, your your guild structures that are coming, uh, whether it's PC mobile, uh, all the different factions, all the uh, different variables. And like you mentioned Guild of Guardians. And I, I love that you mentioned that because when I was reading through this white paper, that's exactly what I was thinking about was Guild of Guardians and this other cult classic. It wasn't on the TV series long. I don't know if you're familiar with it. With it. it reminded me of you this show Ga- called... Guardians of the Galaxy? Uh, did you I mean s- Guardians of the Galaxy? Did I say the wrong one? I'm sorry. Guardian of the Galaxy. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I apologize. You can't kill the Guardians. Oh, my gosh. You can't, get a, you can't escape Guild of Guardians, mate. <laughs> I've been in there for like two years, so my apologies. But yeah, Guardian yeah. of the Galaxy is like you said. I apologize. Um, but this other one, yeah. it was a cult classic. It was only on for like a, a couple series. Uh, uh, it was called Firefly. I don't know if you're familiar with that. But that was the vibe I was getting from your white paper. And uh, I just got to say that... While you're saying it's not an open world setup, um, there is a lot to this that you have, and uh, I, I wouldn't sell yourself short on it for sure. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, I mean, I, I try to be more strict, right? If it's a real open world, then um, we should follow some of the like basic game design rule about open world, and I don't think that we are like fully ready to achieve that yet. Um, okay. It's yeah. Um, like, I mean, other, other, uh, storylines that can be, uh, 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 like not revertible. It's just, uh, people can, uh, don't necessarily to follow any of the, uh, uh, like orders. Right. And people can extensively like explore all the, uh, all the different things. I mean, it's just, it's, it's just too complicated. I mean, um, if we want to make the game like into a real open world MMRPG, I think our budget will increase at least maybe eighty um, percent or double, so yeah. or maybe like sixty percent minimum. So that's uh, that's not something that we are ready to do it right now. But I mean, if we are lucky enough and be to be successful in the future, maybe we can restructure or we can do something like in the future. Yeah. So. 
contingent on your on on the success of the game if 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 it becomes a huge hit and the the funds you know become available the plan is to go open world MMO, you know open world a little bit more is that correct uh we would say we will make sure there's like huge i mean uh, more and more content i i yeah. i i honestly speaking i i, I did not uh before i get the commitment from uh tony i cannot say uh, make any commitment on open world yet <laughs> very 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 smart to not give to sell yourself down a promise someone will get this clip this thing you told us it's going to be mmo it's a uh very smart <laughs> um, yeah i mean so uh one thing that our team was trying to do is we want to deliver i mean if we say something we want to deliver it so we actually have a lot of things like on our knees like working on it but uh we uh, we we don't want to disclose any of them until we feel like it's uh it's safe enough um to you know it, it's like 100 percent that we can deliver um yeah. before we can say it. yeah yeah so what's the core game loop you know what what is if you're going to describe the core game for the players and what's going to hook them to come back what is that um <clears throat> so um, let me let me uh, let me explain it in this way. So it's a little bit complicated. It's MMORPG, right? So um, in this game, MMORPG is basically to uh, unlike many other games, um, MMORPG is more like creating a virtual world instead of uh, like creating a just a gameplay. So um, in our game, players, well, the the, the um, so the basic combat is third-person vehicle shooting, right? You drive your spaceship and either participate in battle or mining or like exploration. And some people even can do uh, transportation. So that's a, that's a core uh, combat system. And you can do like uh, um, 1v1 or like 5 versus 5 or 10 versus 10. By the way, 10 versus 10, like Battlefield will be t tested in the next game test this month. Wow. Um, 10, 10 verse 10? Yeah, 10 verse 10. I like it. Um, well, wow. I, mean, I mean, internally, we've already like done test of uh, 25 verse 25, 50 verse, verse 50, and 100 verse 100. Wow. 100 yeah. verse 100 in a space sim. That's going to be yeah. epic. <laughs> uh, I... Uh, well, to be honest, I, I, I don't know because... When 100 versus 100, it's a little bit too messy. We are still working on how to make it more well organized. Yeah, not gonna make. Yeah. yeah. So um, I mean, I, I don't know if okay. this part can be can be announced, but um, probably like 100 versus 100 will never be released until like we feel it's safe. Okay, so don't get too excited about 100 versus 100 in the next <laughs> in the next uh, playtest. Too late. So, I'm uh, I'm excited. <laughs> well, I mean, uh, at least we will we will make sure that uh, we will test like one, uh, 10 verse 10 and the 25 verse 25 first and get to know people's uh, 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 feedback about how they how the how the users feel feel about. Um, yeah, so I'm um, back to your question, right? So um, MMRPG is more like uh, a, a, a world, right? So um, the core gameplay, so the person view shooting. And some like content missions also are easy, but to like, really create the core loop is uh, uh, much more complicated compared to like say RPG or ARPG or other type of game. So in mm -hmm. our game, uh, player starts with uh, 
uh, uh, uh, driving the space, uh, driving, uh, getting uh, driving the spaceship. So you can either purchase a ship, or you, you can even like grinding to get a high level ship, a tier one ship, and or you can rent a ship. But all the all the core loop starts when you uh, join a guild, join a guild, or create a guild. So in the game, there are like three. Uh, they're, they're just in our games. They're just one, uh, like guild system, but depends on how the guild leader uh, spend the uh, guild uh, the, the, the skill points on the on, on the skill tree. There are three major different directions uh, a guild can go with. One is the commerce guild. Uh, the commerce guild will uh, provide like uh, a perks or advantage in terms of a. I mean, uh, for the players on like mining, transportation, and trading, and they're gonna be uh, 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 those uh, uh, battle guilds. Uh, I mean, just regular guilds. Uh, they could become like pirates guilds or mercenary guilds. Those guilds will provide perks and uh, 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 I mean buffs on like individual battle skills or group battle skills or explorations. They are also gonna be those major guilds, which we can also call it uber guilds. So those are the guilds try to like, um, like capture or, or um, control more planets. So um, by control more planets, you can actually uh, uh, like say control the territory and to try to uh, uh, establish your power in the planet system or even a galaxy or um, even a cluster. So. Um, but I mean, in order to get there, um, the guild—I mean, the whole guild—probably need to invest a tons of uh, time and probably money as well. So I see. So, and, and, oh, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, and and, and I mean, those guilds—they will have all kinds of uh, connections. Um, I mean, so, I mean, the 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 the, the guilds and the—I mean, basically, the, the, those guilds are representing different type of uh, gameplay. Right. So Uber guilds are the, representing those Uber players and the hardcore players who are trying to like uh, be the conqueror of the of the in-game content, in-game territory. And the, the 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 battle guilds they basically represent the people who are seeking for like regular game fun or seeking for personal like development in the game, either to be like a, a, a like extensive like PvP player or PVE player. And the, um, the, the commerce guild is actually mainly for those people who want to do play to earn or just uh, like live like more casually in the game. So, um, I mean, for individual wise, they are connected and associated. For guild wise, they are also connected and associated. They are needed by each other. Um, they're they're, they're going to be all kinds of uh, connections in the game. So basically, the game's core loop will be like um, based on like the economic relationship um, of uh, 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 demand and production and a social relationship based on uh, classification in the game in the virtual world and like free sort of like give and the take from the users uh, I mean the, between the users and together with the new content that we continuously like uh, we are continuously producing to the game those are the three core components can make the game like moving forward dynamically and uh, and finally uh, eventually can achieve like long-term sustainability Awesome. I, I want to circle back to what you're talking about, guilds. That was one of my questions I had when I was reading through this white paper here. It looked like it had the three 
trees of military, commercial, and influence. And if it talks about your guild, if you're a member of a guild, your guild is going to provide a bonus to you. So I'm just, I'm just conjecturing here. So if you're like, let's say you're in a military guild and you're a member there, by being a part of that guild, you're going to get maybe a stat bonus to fighting. Or if you're in a commercial guild, you're going to get a stat bonus maybe to making money somehow. Is that kind of how that works? Or am I off on that? Right. You're right. I mean, there, I mean, the very detailed like design is still like being product uh, still in production, but uh, uh, the directions uh, is, is generally like that. Awesome, I it's like a, it. <laughs> it's a bit different that game asking uh, what's your core game loop to this game compared to an ARPG. They say you go to a dungeon, you, you fight for the trash to get the boss, kill the boss, collect the loot, do it again. That's their answer. <laughs> that, right, that's, <laughs> that's, a, that's just maybe a 2% of our game. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. okay, so we, we should probably move on, otherwise this will we'll run out of time on just talking about game loops and, and it'll give away all, all the secrets. Yep. <laughs> um, so you, your vision for the long-term game, you've kind of touched on that. Is there anything you wanted to add to, you know, is the, what is the actual long-term vision of the game? You said 20 years of this game still going. What, how do you see the actual game looking like? Well, then? definitely. So, um, um, so like, I would express in this in this way. So, uh, as a game, uh, our vision is try to build a, a, a living, breathing, like, a space universe. Um, that all the all a different type of uh, different type of players uh, with different purpose can live within the game world, can fight for, can can be proud of. So that's the uh, that's what we uh, uh, I think we uh, put that in the white paper, right? And you know, sorry, I I just want to mention that uh, the whole Space Nation project is not just a a, a a Web three game. So the Space Nation Online, the Web three Space Opera MMORPG, is our core game. Um, but it's actually a, a, an IP and a franchise, and that's why um, um, that's why I mean we have four four co-founders, right? Myself and the Tony, and also we have Roland Emmerich and Marco Weber. So they are more on the transmedia side, and Tony and I we are focusing on the gaming side. So uh, we 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 actually have like I mean sorry. Uh, just a little bit messy. So, uh, Space Nation Online is the Web3 Space Opera MMORPG. It's our core game. And besides this game, we have plans for other Web2 and Web3 um, Space Nation IP games. Yes. So, mm. yes. That's... Yeah, we will. Yeah, we, we will announce uh, the second title sometime, maybe uh, uh, in the following months, maybe. Okay. Um, and. <laughs> and we will have more and more games like any in our plan. We we have planned at least five to six games already. Um, and uh, wow. Marco and Weber, oh, sorry, Marco and Roland, they're gonna be working on the transmedia uh, side and uh, help with the IP expansion. I'm really so glad. That's, uh, I'm really glad you brought those two up. That has been like my number one question I wanted to ask you tonight. So, uh, pardon the interruption. Uh, Roland Emmerich and Marco mm -hmm. Weber. These are two very very experienced people with big time hollywood ties roland emmerich uh he did independence day the day after tomorrow 2012 and then mark weber has several major uh or major to minor titles under his belt as well and i'm seeing something about a tv series along with your game can you expand on that at all for us 
So, yeah, I mean, so we have the plan to like bring all kinds of transmedia uh, to this IP. And this is something that they've already been like uh, planning. And I, I mean, I, I cannot talk about too much about this. Um, <laughs> Marco would be the right person to explain more details. But um, the, the, the quick answer is um, we are working on like transmedia's, uh, transmedia projects of uh, Space Nation IP. Uh, that's awesome you, you say you say plan is 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 there is it underway you able to say that is there a writing of the story written started to be written yet is the you know the, the actual in place to actually start this side of things as well because it's kind of interesting i've always thought that i games should have like t corresponding tv series or or just video to to add to the law is that happening or is it, are they focusing? It's, uh, it's going to be separate projects. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's going to be separate projects. <laughs> As I mentioned, I, I'm not eligible to say too much about the, the transmedia project. Um, <laughs> all I can say is like, we have planned for uh, uh, a TV series. Uh, we have already like started something for a uh, 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 animated shots and there could be more. Um, but those should be come from like either uh, official PR or from Marco uh, himself. Yeah, we don't want to get you in trouble, man. Sorry, I just I had to ask. <laughs> it's so awesome. Like nobody else is doing this, and I thought, man, this is an awesome idea, and I'm glad you guys are doing it. So thanks for giving us what you could, and I appreciate it. Mm. Right, right, right. Thanks. Yeah. So, um, so that's uh, that's why I, I mean, in terms of uh, to, uh, the vision of. Uh, 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 vision of a space nation. The whole project is trying to be, uh, to build a, a, a space universe that different type of players, different type of people with different purpose can live within, can fight for, and can be proud of. Um, yeah. And to be more specific as the Web3 project, Space Nation Online itself, the Web3 game, we are trying to build a huge like virtual economy with like uh, rich game content, and yeah. that's uh, that's what I what 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 we were trying to do. So we believe that with Web three technology and the tools, um, like building a, a virtual economy of a MMORPG by greatly in a greatly like improve its uh, liquidity, liquidity, it's technically possible that you will be able to create a. A, like huge virtual economy that you can never achieve in Web2. Um, but there's one condition for that, is your game has to like last long enough, right? Yeah. So yeah. Um, that's why when we design Space Nation Online, we stick to ultimate, uh, like two ultimate roles in our decision-making process. The one is gameplay first. And two is maximize the stability and the sustainability of the game. So these two rules are the only two, I mean, the, I mean the, these two rules has to be achieved at the same time so that the game can last for decades. So yeah, that, I mean, by explaining this, I hope you guys understand why. I, I mean, I keep saying that um, uh, um, one, we want the game lasted for decades and two, uh, well, why it really matters. Yeah. Yep. I totally get it. Yeah. It's, and um... by the way, um, I, I mean, myself and the, our team, we actually believe that 
a stable and a sustainable economy is much more important for a Web3 game than a Web2 game. Oh, absolutely. So that's maybe slightly different from uh, some, I mean, many existing games. Yeah, it's, I, I'm being caught out by surprise by that I wasn't aware of all this extra stuff outside of Space Nation Online because I know how big an uh, undertaking that alone would be. So um, bring it back to Space Nation. I'm definitely excited about it, this project even more now with all these new other games and other IPs and just your general uh, understanding of game development and how hard it is. And then also your really strong understanding of techonomics and how that's, how how to maximize that. I think... We've got a good recipe for Space Nation to be really successful. Where are we up to with the development on it? Uh, what, are we, what are we looking like for first release for open open players to be able to join? Well, mm-hmm. talk us, talk uh, us through that. Have you actually the, played uh, our alpha? No, unfortunately, I, I couldn't. I wasn't. Logistico's, uh, I, was got, I got destroyed on Logistico points and didn't get the access to it. Oh, please do join our um, uh, the, the, the game tester this month. And... I'll make sure that you guys uh, can join and give us some like real feedback, uh, especially about the 10 verse 10. So, I mean, we, we, we design every like single game tester for a specific purpose. Like the alpha test, the, the key purpose is was trying to get some like a very initial feedback about the, uh, uh, the onboarding process, the onboarding experience. Yeah. So, I, I mean, uh, so that's why we don't want like too many people participating, and also we want some like uh, we want like real gamers, and also we want like some not like that experienced gamers. So uh, for the alpha gate holders, some uh, some of them they're gamers, some of them some of them they are Web three users. So that's actually a good match. So uh, one good thing that we actually collected from our alpha test is like um, most of the pay- most of the players no matter they are experienced or like purely new, they can um, start to get to know how the game is played. I mean, get uh, hands-on and play the, play the spaceship like in 30 seconds to one, one, one minute. Yeah. So okay. it's very different, right? So most of the, many of the space games, people, whenever we talk about space games, people will think it's complicated, difficult to learn. But that's the very first thing that we want to test in the uh, in, in the alpha test, so that's why I'm 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 so sorry that we limited the uh the number of the participants. But um, so but but I mean this 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 game test we will allow uh, much more uh players and users to 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 participate. Yeah. Cool. Is there any release date goals, or you haven't announced that yet? Uh, we haven't announced the dates yet, but I mean, like I said, this month. I mean, like for the full game, like is it? Oh, the full game. Um. So um, the current plan is just like what we listed on the white paper. Uh, we're still talking January next year to uh, to hold a full functional closed beta. In terms of a full functional, means like almost all the launch functions already there, ready. Uh, it's just ab- uh, about the content, right? I mean, even like we hope the uh, uh, the mobile version can be tested at the same time as well. And then we are looking at, still looking at May next year to do the soft launch. May soft launch. Okay. Yeah. Very nice. Yeah. In Very terms nice. of a full scale, like global launch, that's uh, still need to be determined by the, after the, uh, the close beta and the soft launch. Yes. Okay. Nice. Um, let's move on to, you know, I think, is there anything else you want to say about the game before we move on to? Maybe the tokenomics a bit more and then partnership with Immutable? 
Uh, I, I, I'm good. I'm, uh, uh, I just keep talking it? and cannot think of uh, too much for now. No, I, okay. It's so good. I thought maybe we didn't ask a question, a vital question about the actual gameplay there, and you want to get across. There's so much to this game. I seriously think we could talk for hours about this, but I know we're in time constraints, but... <laughs> All right. So what, what did you partner with Immutable? Uh, that was announced a couple of months ago. Uh, do, you, do you want to go into that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so... Like I always mention, or I will always uh, state, like making games is all about trade-off, right? Um, we believe that layer two, like Ziki Air EVM, is one of the best combinations of um, of like security, co uh, compatibility, scalability, and the cost e efficiency, while uh, also like prioritizing uh, the ease of use for our players who wish to fully embrace the in-game uh, economy, and. And like I mentioned earlier, our vision for Space Nation Online is to achieve like a, 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 a significant scale and high liquidity in, in the long run. So which, which requires like a very like stable and a, a secure solution to empower the in-game uh, prosperity, in-game performance for our players. So by, by like learning uh, doing all the internal investigation and the learning all the informations, we think that um, the the the, the uh, immutable Ziki EVM, right, supported by a Polygon Ziki EVM, we we, we think that's a, that's a, like like I mean that's a, one of the best combinations uh, for that, right? Uh, to that we can ensure or we can achieve that long-term stability, sustainability, and the prosperity for our game in in our game, and. Uh, another thing is uh, like equally important is um, uh, immutable people. Um, they are they, they understand the games. They understand the gamers. They 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 understand the game industry. They know how like traditional game. Uh, they know how the Web three game supposed to uh, 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 like uh, operate and, and and running. So that's a that that's also super important. And I think that's a very um, uh very very smart choice <laughs> yeah yeah it's i like that especially with the 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 adaption to upgrade your nfts uh for different stats and all that i yeah i, I totally get why you guys would think that way uh can you comment at all about uh some general basics on the, the it looks like you got a three-stage triangle here with the oik token the chr and your nfts is there anything that you want to say about that oh okay um so our tokenomics is quite unique um because um i mean we started with like learning from others and then we noticed that um, none of the existing uh tokenomics can support what we are trying to do so we we spend months to create what we uh, create the tokenomics uh, uh, by ourselves. There are two big differences. Um, one is, I mean, OIK is our governance token, and the CHR is our in-game currency. Um, uh, for, w first one is like these two, uh, these two tokens are completely separated. So. Uh, in in many other projects that you uh, I mean especially those uh, old uh, older projects you may notice that uh, people tend to uh, mix the uh, governance token and the utility tokens together and um, that's understandable for a, a pure play to end game 
basically you want to leverage the utility token to to uh, mitigate the impact or the the the, the uh, uh, like. To, to even like I would say absorb some damage from the governance token, but that's not acceptable for a game that you you, you designed it to. I mean, for the purpose of like last for decades. Um, so uh, we we com we completely separated them, and two we actually care more about the stability of uh, of in-game currency uh, than the governance token. Good, I like um, that. Yeah, so we actually spent. <laughs> Um, we, I think we spent over two months or two months or three months to completely restructure and design the uh, tokenomics. Um, so I mentioned earlier that we restructured the game from a modern style free-to-play uh, Western MMORPG to a classic, more a classic like uh, Eastern uh, economic-based like MMORPG. Um, we learned a lot from Fantasy Westward Journey. So um, I think you guys must be familiar with EVE Online because it's known be uh, like well-established in a stable uh, ecosystem, yep. right? Yep. Um, but M Fantasy Westward Journey probably is more stable than EVE Online. So uh, some, some of the numbers, like according to the market, to, the, to some researchers, um, like the inflation of uh, in-game currency silver in Fantasy Westward Journey in the past two decades was about less than 4% every year. And their, their prices on, in their marketplace has been stable for years. Um, I, I mean, basically, um, yeah, that's a lot of to say about uh, Fantasy Westward Journey, but we actually learned a lot from them. That's uh, one of the biggest change, uh, biggest like, uh, 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 choice that we made in terms of the restructure. So we want to learn from the most stable ecosystem uh, on the planet. And the two, we spend quite a lot of time to design the game, try to make it like free to play. And yeah, this I, I haven't really mentioned this uh, um, uh, other places, but I, I think it's the time. So we, we, we tried so hard to make the game free to play MMRPG because um, we think that's the best way to getting like the massive audience, right? Um, but eventually, we believe it's a uh, it's impossible. So, uh, we, we, I mean, we believe that free to play Web three MMRPG in the last four years are not possible to achieve at the same time. I I don't want to go to details, but I mean. Uh, Web3 users can easily understand that. So, so eventually we decide <laughs> to add a barrier in in terms of uh, um, uh, for for our particular game. So our game is not free to play at all. I mean, it's not like real free to play. It's like traditional MMRPG. You have like free to play period. You can start to play our game for free with a tier zero spaceship that given by the system. And but when you get to a certain point you need to pay for the game for at yeah, least the once yeah. for, for, yeah, you can put pay for at least once then you can you can continue to playing by like i mean you you can gain like stuff from the game and sell to others to in exchange of uh, uh, in-game currency and then you, you can exchange for that um, a few in our game so 
uh, yeah, I want to go a little bit deeper on this if we have more time. So um, in our game, you yeah. don't necessarily to pay a penny if you are in the meme space, if you are in uh, doing the trading stuff, etc. But whenever you start to drive your spaceship, you actually need to pay like few. Um, it's not expensive. It's, it's actually pretty cheap. Let's say like um, tier one ship, you only need to pay uh, like 10 cents per hour or even less. But with this few in design, um, when we, uh, the, I mean, every single production of the game, it actually has a benchmark. So when we top down design the whole ecosystem, design all the number of designs and the progressions and productions, it, there, there's a, I mean, it, it's it's much easier to to maintain a very stable ecosystem. Um, so the economy can be well managed in the game. We're yeah. still gonna face challenges, but there will be there will be no like unpredictable like challenges. You're you're making so, it somewhat realistic. That's a good thing, you know. You you, you gotta, I mean, like you said, ten cents. Put in ten cents, you know. Let's drive this ship. Let's have some fun with this thing. Let's drive. Let's put the little skin in the game and then like. Make it a little realistic. I like it. I like how you're upfront about it too. I I enjoy that. I well, I mean, there's a but there's a trade-off, right? Um, you adding this means like the, a certain percentage of players will drop. So, but I mean, like I said, it's a trade-off. So our goal is always to build the most stable and sustainable ecosystem. So I think that worth it. And uh, as long as game quality is good enough, right? I mean, the the, the user is still gonna come. So. Yeah, that's a that's a trade-off that we made. We decided to make the game not completely free to uh, free to play, um, so that we can uh, ensure the CHR, the in-game currency, being like stable enough. And yeah, there's a, a lot of details, and there are another like three or four uh, uh, solutions that we've made in our game to ensure uh, the, the 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 stability of the CHR token, the CHR, the in-game currency. Um, yeah, and. I think sometimes yeah. gamers forget that it's um, very expensive to build games, and that you've got to you've got to make money to be able to continue to build on build content. And and on the second point, um, I paid 120 Australian dollars for Diablo 4, which got a bit me about one uh, probably less than two dollars an hour to play that. So ten cents an hour is a much better deal nice. than Diablo 4. Nice, I like it. <laughs> the but game I mean, is garbage. I mean, Actually, you still can play the game for free. I mean, if you pay the first like entry fee, right? You you play the game and you, you pay the entry fee, start to play the game, and you decide not to pay anything. Then you uh, you can farm in the game, you can do mining, and then you sell your production to other players. And in exchange for the CHR, then exchange the CHR back to fuel so that you can continue to play the game. That works uh -huh. in World of Warcraft. Works in Fantasy Western Journey. Works in uh, Lineage. That's like yep. easy to be uh, easy to be uh, achieved, um, and for people who are willing to like really do a play to earn, um, you actually you you are gonna pay for the ship, you're gonna pay for the fuel, but and you need to join a, a commerce guild, um, and then you, you will be able to get like a, a, a stable job. It's not gonna be like. Um, like you gain a lot of money in the first one week or one month and you get like less money, you lose money in the long run. No, in our game, we are trying to like create like real jobs. You, 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 you um, I mean, doing this mining uh, job and you gain like a small, I mean, a certain like income um, 
weekly basis or monthly basis, and it can last for decades. I mean, last for at least months or years, I, I, if you want, right? So um, that's a, a, a funny story that I can tell that when I was managing World of Warcraft in China, we were making about like 200 million renminbi per month uh, in terms of the game revenue um, at the moment. And then we also noticed that there are like over 200 million US, uh, sorry, 200 million, uh, uh, like, uh, 200 million, like, uh, revenue in terms of the uh, gold farming trading in China. Crazy. I remember those Chinese gold farmers, mate, when I was playing World of Warcraft when it first came out, you could yeah. go online and just, and they'd just come up and give you the gold. But we right. all know that games have economies already yep. and blockchain just, just, just uh, legitimizes it. But so for some right. reasons, game, gamers don't believe it yet. But these games like your game coming will change that, I believe. That's what we are trying to do. I mean, so we believe that the, if we do everything right, the virtual economy that, I mean, ret uh, 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 retained in the game, or I mean, all the assets with a stable price, I mean, retained in game after a few years, it's going to be huge. I mean, it's, it's, it's something that we cannot achieve, achieve this uh, if the game is purely Web2. Um, yeah, that's, that's what we are trying to do. And the, the important thing is like, it, it requires the game to last for at least five years, 10 years or more. Because the first couple of years, we are actually making much less money compared we, uh, if we launch the game like in, in a traditional way. Yeah. The, well, the the it, it, I guess it'll be once the decline in players and the decline in activity, and that's how 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 to handle. That's when the economy will start to feel pressure. Um, so if you build up to a certain number and maintain that number, and the economy is built to be sustainable, that will probably mm -hmm. be, uh, no, it won't be a problem. But it's it's when when you, you've got ten million players and that drops to one million, how does this excess resources that exist in the game now get get handled? Yeah, to keep the economy sustainable mm -hmm. have you got have you thought about that at all or that's is that not the goal is the goal to keep going forward with player numbers <laughs> i mean we, we started with like a small and a small smaller number um but i mean as long as the game game is like good enough right and we provide like very special game experience and also the game economy seems to be very stable and promising and i think the people still gonna come and eventually, like, let's say, I mean, so if you, if we make, I mean, we make the game like into Web3 now, and I believe like maybe less than 50% of the users who originally can join our game in Web2 um, will come to come with us or even, or even less. But if we make it like to a five years or 10 years, I think the percentage would be much closer. And yeah. that's, that's what we are trying to do. I mean, we, we, we are not looking at us. Uh, a success of a year or two is it's we are looking at like for at least a five years plus or a decade yeah okay so let's move on to the my favorite part of the of the pod it's got nothing to do with games or <laughs> this your particular game but just to get to know a bit about you yep and the person behind okay um so 10 quick questions 60 seconds one word answers if you don't understand just say pass okay okay so start off with these one Prefer to watch sports or esports? Uh, both. Wow. So, do you play sports or play video games? What do you prefer? Uh, video games. 
<laughs> What's your favorite sport? Uh, basketball and yeah, uh, surfing. Right there with your brother. Surfing. Surfing. I, wow. I, I'm not good at surfing, but I like it. I mean, I, but basketball, yeah. I played like long time enough before I actually uh, joined the game industry. I play much, much less. What's your favorite position? Oh, and also, I, recently, I like uh, boxing as well. Ooh. What's your favorite position yeah. in basketball, real quick? Uh, oh, damn. I, I don't know how to uh, say it in English. Do you it's, play down, uh, down low by the rim, or do you play up high, shoot the ball for the three? Uh... Kind of the, uh, I mean, oh, Jesus. I'm sorry. Uh, the, Anyone I messed this up. <laughs> I'm going to shut up. I'm going to shut up now. I messed this up. <laughs> sorry. All right. I, 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 I like no whiskey. Who? Okay. I got you. I got you. All right. I'll shut up now. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so, um, Messi or Ronaldo, the greatest player? Messi. Um, Xbox, PlayStation, or PC? PC. Uh, books or movies? Uh, both. What's your favorite book and favorite movie? Uh, favorite movie is, uh, is, uh, um, damn, the English name. <laughs> um, that's okay. Yeah, uh, several ones, like, uh, I mean, Godfathers and, the, uh, it's Shawshank case. I mean, Re- Shawshank, Shawshank Redemption. Yeah, 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 yeah. Good movie. All right. Ferrari or Lamborghini? I, I I'm not a big fan of uh, sports cars. All right. Uh, what's your favorite ice cream flavor? Uh, hmm. A very special one. Um, damn, I, I, I cannot, I mean, I, <laughs> I really cannot name it in the, in the Chinese, in English. Sorry. Well, how, uh, say, say, say it in Chinese and we'll get it translated. <laughs> oh, Kui Hua. Kui Hua, okay. Um, Kui Hua. And... I'll send you, I'll send you. Yeah. Okay. Um, and one word to describe Elon Musk. Um. Wow. That's enough. <laughs> video game that popped your wow. cherry. Yeah, <laughs> that'll do. One word to just, sorry. Uh, video game that popped your cherry. Um, I mean, I, I actually can, I, I actually can cannot remember the first games, but the most important games in my life is the space. It's StarCraft. StarCraft. Cool. All right. That was awesome. That was a fun one. Yep. You want to take the next question, Dabby T? Oh, uh, yeah. I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> I, I, so just, I think that's it. I think we got it all, didn't we? No, no, we're going to do the, the we do one more thing, uh, Jerome. We ask the founders of the games to go out on a limb and guess what their peak monthly active users will be for their game anytime in the future. What oh. do you reckon? What? <laughs> well, um, we we actually have like a very detailed forecast. Um, yeah. So yeah, we we it's difficult though. I mean, uh, we we predict our game can grow like as time goes by, and until yeah. a certain point where we are close to uh, 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 like close to maybe um, eight hundred thousand. Eight hundred thousand. Monthly active users? Yeah. Where, that's the peak? No, no, no. That's the that's that's first couple of years. No, we're, we're looking for the peak. 
Where do you think? In your wildest dream, how many players do you want playing your game a month? Uh, I would say maybe two million. Two million? Yeah. Uh, that's that's an epic game. Yeah. That's a it's a, it's a big game, but I think you, I I reckon you're onto something. You could go bigger than that. Yeah, I, I did too. Chinese, Chinese market. Yep. Well, well, I mean, so there's a, I mean, there's another another story. So if you guys want to, uh, yeah, if you guys still have time, yeah, good time. So, I, I was working on World of Warcraft, right? So, before World of Warcraft launched, um, in Western regions, I think people's prediction was World of Warcraft is uh gonna be uh successful, but you will be able to acquire maybe like three to five or a little bit more users uh, in the first year. Why is it? Because before World of Warcraft, there was only like four major MMORPG, like fantasy MMORPGs, right? UO, EQ, Shadowband, Dark Age of Camelot. All the three of all the four uh, fantasy MMO add up together, it's about like five or five, five plus billion users, right? Um, so many people. I was one of those EQ. I, I, yeah, I, had a, I had a top twenty shaman in the world in EverQuest. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So, so, so I, I, at the time, I mean, uh, I wonder how how you were the predictor like World of Warcraft at that time. So, uh, I think many people think that they're going to be like three or five or, or five plus million users for the first year for for World of Warcraft. And you know what? In China, many. Game industry people think World of Warcraft is doomed to be failed in China because all the other four games failed in China before. Mm. So, and what really happened is um, after a year uh, of the launch, we see at least maybe like, I do not remember the uh, actual numbers, but I think there were like about 15 million users globally uh, and 25 million users like uh, including China. Wow. So that's what World of Warcraft achieved and beyond people's expectation. But the problem is like before the game is launched, nobody was thinking that it will 100% uh, break the board, break the, uh, the, the, the board. So many people was trying to like uh, estimate about the potential based on the existing, existing user base. But what World of Warcraft did is like, I, I would say like um, Blizzard w wasn't doing a lot of like creative stuff. It's not like about creative for World of Warcraft. It's actually absorb all the good stuff from all the other games and make it more like uh, uh, easier for everyone to onboard, right? Make every, I mean make 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 the fantasy MMO much more. Uh, like, make, make, sorry, makes the entry of the fantasy MMO much easier for everyone and make the game like so uh, fun to play that everyone stick to it. And that's how it eventually uh, uh, breaks the boundary. And what we are trying to do, it's not about You're Web3. Right. Yeah, what we are trying to do here with Space Nation is actually something similar. We, we believe in the the potential and the growth of sci-fi MMORPG or space MMORPG. Um, and we are trying to lower the barrier of the entry 
So we, we, we choose the certain person view who shooting. We choose people to like, we, we set up like the, we, we, we try to make the uh, uh, newbie tutorial like as easy as possible in the beginning. And also we want to make sure there's enough rich game content and it's uh, fun to play gameplays in the game and like daily quests and the social connections, economic connections to keep people in our game. Yeah. And, and that's what we are trying to do. We we hope that we can eventually have the, also the opportunity to break the boundary of uh, space MMORPG. But that's the, that's the kind of the upside not something that we should uh, predict based on the existing user base. So the MMOs, uh, space MMO user base right now, I, I think in, globally without China is about like 15 million. So that's why we are looking at that number. Nice. So I'll get a story for you as well. And what and it relates to World of Warcraft and EverQuest and why World, I believe World of Warcraft was successful. So in EverQuest, I'll give you a story in, in mm -hmm. late, in, late, at the time before World of Warcraft was coming out, it was a very hardcore game, a lot of grinding required. And to get to my level would have took people years and years and years to get to it. No matter you join, no matter how hard you played, it would have taken you a good year to get as high, high level as me. Um, mm -hmm. Minimum, and most people about three to four. So when a new expansion came out, I was a shaman, a healer, well, strongest healer, mm -hmm. tankiest healer, but still a, a, a healer. So it was, it was quite weak. I was in a group of players with that were all the same level, max level in his new zone. And our, our tank kept on dying. And I just said, Hey, I'll start tanking. Don't worry. And they all laughed at me and said, what are you doing? What are you talking about? You're a shaman. And sure enough, I just started tanking and casting my most, you know, the aggro spell. And I, I never even looked like dying. And they're like, wow, unbelievable. Like they just were, their minds were blown and I was inspecting my gear. And, and just, I remember that moment because those casual players that play the game that don't have the time that I had were attracted to World of Warcraft. So casual players are about 90 to 95% of all gamers. If you offer someone the World of Warcraft, I call it World of Clones, because everyone could get the max level gear, the max level everything within a couple of months, and everyone was equal. So they, that, that, it, it destroyed the hardcore player because players just left in droves from, from EverQuest to go play World of Warcraft because obviously the Blizzard, but also because they were, could play casually and keep up with the Joneses. And that's my opinion on why World of Warcraft was so successful. They dumbed down yep. the difficulty level of EverQuest and mm -hmm. made it very simple for, for everyone to access. Mm -hmm. Very, very. But good still, point. there's uh, like uh, I mean, the, in in terms of the end game content, you still have the room for those uber gamers like you to um to 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 like express yourself, to show your your strengths, and to achieve some like uh, uh, uh like very special achievements and goals. Mm, it was. For example, I joined my guild. My guild left EverQuest to go to World of Warcraft, and I didn't. I tried to get World keep EverQuest going, and after that failed. Being in Australia, it was very it was very hard. I joined them up, and within two months, I was the top uh, healer in the game. You know, in my guild. So, like, what I mean is, like, you could not do that with EverQuest. You'd need to go through months and months and months of grinding. I was a year and a half behind, and within two months, I was equal with everyone. So like, that there was this. If you put the effort in, or if you played casually, there wasn't that massive gap in scale so therefore every casual player from all those four games you're talking about left and went to world of warcraft because of that accessibility and yes there is a little bit of difficulty with the you know with the raids there was a slight difference between the hardcore raiders that had a little bit more gear it really mm -hmm. was negligible negligible though and everyone still looked the same 
That's my opinion. <laughs> I, I see. I see. I see. Yeah. We can, yeah, I, I, I played. Best of luck, you're great. I mean, because I, 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 I actually didn't play that four games like a lot enough. So I, I, I couldn't. Um, yeah, like I, I played the AOC. I played the EQ, but I, I just played like as a. Casually. Pretty casually. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's true. That's, right. World of Warcraft destroyed the casual uh, MMO player, mate. That's for, 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 for all that. Destroyed, there's no hardcore MMO come out since World of Warcraft because every, everyone that did failed miserably because they couldn't get the plays because of the the, hard, the the casuals wouldn't come. You need the casuals in your game to keep the volume there and the numbers to pay for the bills. There's like so, 99% um, average players like me, and then there's the 1% like Rubik, basically. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Mate, that's a, um, we're past your hard stop and my hard stop as well, actually. So um, um, I, I have a uh, meeting to go to myself. Did you want to add anything else to, to the conversation or is it, anything what you want to say? I'm good, man. This there is a whole bunch to this this game. Like we could we could talk for hours and hours and hours. You guys have an amazing product. I can't wait to see where it goes. I wish you the best of luck, and I can't I I can't wait to see all the stuff between the guilds and, and the factions and all the tech trees and there is a lot to this, man. So uh, I'm gonna be watching, and I can't wait to see what you guys do with this product. Well, yeah, great. I mean. Yeah, I, I really hope that um, um, more and more people can uh, uh, pay. I mean, can can notice our project because I believe Space Nation Online is uh, unique in many ways, um, especially in the Web3 gaming uh, track. So, right, it's a, it's a Web3 game, but uh, we are aiming it to be last for decades. It's a space opera MMORPG with like super rich game content. It's PC game quality, but we will make it accessible. On mobile, I mean, via cloud gaming on day one. So, um, yeah, that's. Uh, I really hope that the, we can be noticed by more and more players. And I hope, like, in the in in the following like game testing um, on monthly basis, more and more people can come and taste the game and let us know whether we are doing it right. Um, yeah. Well, Thank well, you guys so much for the opportunity. Yeah. Uh -huh. It's been a it's been an absolute pleasure and an honor to interview someone with your caliber of experience. Um, I'm after this one hour. I'm certain that this game is going to be a raging success. Um, it's you know you've got the right idea, the right experience. You're so smart. You can tell that you know exactly what's going to make this work and what makes players want to log in over and over again. So we wish you all the best, and we'll be there to help you test whenever you need. Thank you so much. I will. Uh, I will. Uh... Work with, I mean, I, I will uh, get uh, get our uh, team members to connect with you and make sure that you guys are entering the next uh, game test. Awesome. Thank you guys so much. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you guys so much. Yep. Bye bye. Bye bye. Well, what what an awesome uh, interview with uh, Jerome that was. What do you think, WT? Yeah. The the game, the not just the game, the complete package is absolutely massive. Um, it, 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 I get a little worried for how much they're trying to cover it. I, I, I wish them the best of luck and some great aspirations there. But like, uh, there's this saying I've heard before. Um, this older guy he asked me one time, "How do you eat an elephant?" And I was like, "Huh?" He's like, "How do you eat an elephant?" And I was like, "I don't know." And he's like, "You eat it one piece at a time because if you try to eat the whole thing at once, 
you're not going to be able to. And like, I'm not saying they're not going to be able to, but like, they got so many different avenues covered with this game. I'm just like mind blown. Yeah, I, the five games as well. I didn't have a clue about that. That was alpha, that was alpha for me. I don't know if it was alpha for the world, but for me, I didn't know they were building five games. Um, and yeah, me either. I had I had no idea from looking through the white paper and everything. I was just focused on Space Nation and the the TV the TV uh, series that they're gonna do. And oh, by the way, we we're doing more games. I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, and also. We, we he was uh, kind enough to hook us up with some play tests for the next play test that's absolutely i'm stoked about it. this is a game i was very disappointed i didn't get to play the first alpha but i didn't get onto the alpha uh didn't, didn't get onto the free mint so they were very fair with that they you know they didn't give any favoritism to anyone no matter who they were so um but yeah the play test coming up in end of october i believe i can't wait i can't wait to get onto that yeah yeah, I like uh, I like their team. They get a they got a pretty solid team of people. It looks like from what I can tell, and a lot of experience. I'm talking like thirty plus to even forty years experience in either uh, telecommunications and or gaming. So you got to like seeing that from the project. Yeah, uh, Jer Jerome was. Um, that's you, you. You say that they're trying to build too much, but my confidence in I thought that about Star Atlas when you got a guy that's a DeFi, well, no, he was a TradFi guy, you know, he came into the space and wants to build the, the greatest ever space simulator game with no experience. And and then you got this guy who's, who's built World of Warcraft before and, um, you know, and has the experience to deliver on it. So, yeah, I'm confident that they're going to be able to deliver. And it's also almost ready to come out now, mate. Like, it's, it's not... um. Like it's he's at the start of the at start of the road for the for the MMO. It's it's almost out like early next year. Yeah, I'm really surprised at the speed of it, uh, considering everything that they're doing and uh, just uh, a bunch of NFTs already involved. Their their tokenomics. Uh, they got the two different tokens. Uh, just I'm blown away at how much they're doing and the amount of speed that they're doing it at and yeah it's it's gonna be interesting and i can't wait to get my hands on it and play test it well so i can uh have a better feel for it it's it's another space game too i've i've noticed a trend in this space like space games seem to be very very popular i think or what's your thoughts on that yeah um there's a fair few immutable too um so like uh yeah, we'll see. Um, the space, the sci-fi theme is really good for games, and it's had a storied history for gaming you know, in Web Two, especially um, the like you know the Eve MMO. But that, that, I don't think there's been a real big MMO, space-based MMO, really hit off like and hit big numbers yet. Right. It's very surprising. It's very surprising to me that that hasn't happened yet. Like Eve had big numbers at one stage, but not not like multi-millions. I don't believe. Um, no Man's Sky, the current one is starting to pick up again. Like they failed, but they failed, released it, and it came back. You know, with a, with an update, just like Cyberpunk. But yeah, futuristic kind of games is where pe people can, you know, gaming is about imagination and grossings off in a world. Space themes are definitely very um, enticing to players. Well, but um, yeah, we'll see what happens if this can be the one. I think it really could be the game that has a massive breakout for web three it's definitely up there with a massive chance
Yeah, yeah, and you gotta like it that they're on a mutable too. That's always uh, that's always a good thing. Yeah, um, they and have you, have you seen the graphics on it yet? Like the actual gameplay? Yeah, yeah, it looks so, yeah. looks pretty good, man. Looks pretty good. I, I yeah. like what I see with it. Yeah, cool. Well, uh, thanks, Jerome, again for coming on the show. Um, I'm I'm gonna guess that he had. They're going to get to in the Epic game as well. I think probably five or six million players, uh, monthly active players, is where I reckon this game can get to. Maybe maybe more, if, but especially if they hit the Asian markets, yeah, I'm just going to guess one, uh, five or six million. What do you reckon? Yeah, I, I, I actually I was thinking about the five million mark as well, especially if they can get that that TV series locked in. There's something about creating characters and putting it into some form of animation to where there's a backstory and people can connect with it. And then if they can connect with it in that TV series and the TV series takes off, people want to go play that game then and kind of relive that kind of synergistic, multifaceted uh, experience into a game to where they kind of relive it again. And I, I think 5 million is a reasonable number big and it's a low chance but as we said it's probably the game that can do it um cool so moving on um we're going to talk about 11 games that immutable as since our last episode there's actually a couple of missed i believe but the last two of my who i'm exes i've, I've announced uh six fif 15 games 15 projects sorry <laughs> 11 of them being 11 of them being games 10 in one week the biggest week of immutable announced games announcements ever so um, let's. I'll start off. We don't go into too much detail on each one, but yeah, Door Mint is the latest one. But uh, funny, it's a sleeping app. It's not a game. Well, it probably has gamification in it, uh, where you know you got to do things to you know get the leaderboard. Um, it has got um, you know you get. I think you get a pillow. I don't know if that's a real pillow or not. I'm, I haven't done a lot of detail on it, but the 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 website looks really cool. Did you know that where the word, why the word dormant is coming from? You should know, being American. Uh, dormant, I believe, is to like not be active. It's almost like hibernating. So, it's it's it uh. is a it is like to to signify not being active. So that makes sense with sleep, and it's got the word M I or the word mint in it. You know, that's kind of like a yeah. double word play there. <laughs> I think you've I think you've uh, saved me there because what I thought it was is um, the it was Spanish applying words for Spanish because dormir is um, sleep in Spanish. I think you're right. You know, I think you're right. Yeah. I know a little Spanish, and you might be right. Um, no, they I think, might have. I think it could be. Both. They might have three plays going on here with that word now. <laughs> anyway, it's an interesting one. There's a Polygon pro project uh, coming over from the Polygon through to the ZK EVM. We've seen that. A few games do that. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah, I, I actually know just a little bit about this one. Uh, it's oh, yeah? Sleep to have? Earn. It's Sleep to Earn. I don't know how exactly it works, but you get their NFT and it ties to your phone or your smartwatch or something like that. Uh, good buddy of mine from GOG days, Nick Kellen is involved, I believe in the project possibly. So yeah, that was something I was looking at a lot while ago and I actually forgot about it. So I'm glad you brought it back up. Yeah, cool. Well, they're coming in immutable. Um, and yeah, we can go to the next one now. Yeah, that's uh, the last monarchy. Um, yeah, this one, it reminds me a lot, just looking at it right off the bat, civilization-style strategy game. They actually mm. 
boy, this one is interesting. They got 16,000 16, Twitter followers, which is something. It's, it's not massive, but it's not small. So they got a good little following going on. They're under testing and mm-hmm. development at the moment. It's uh, They got a nice little teaser video. And it's based off of, you can either choose Egypt, China, or Rome. And it's a browser-based strategy game set uh, with those three different styles that you can pick from, or three different civilizations. And it's based off of, like, uh, I've never heard of this game, uh, Trevion, but I have heard of Age of Empires and Civilization. So that's the vibe it kind of gives me from looking at it. And then the, the real piece of, like, oh, what is this? They have some form of... AI guidance to enhance the player experience and they have like a list of several things from like uh, how you fight, how you do your monetary uh, economics with your with your game. How is that going to work? I'm kind of uh, interested to see how that comes about. Hmm, interesting. I, I, I've seen that they were announced, they announced themselves. Immutable didn't announce it and, and, or, or respond to it. But they did have a mint on Immutable. So they're definitely on Immutable. So a lot of time we hear these announcements and never ever hear this ending from them again. Um, uh, so Last Monarchy actually had a mint through uh, Earn Alliance. And I believe the uh, mint was on Immutable, maybe on Polygon. I probably should have checked that out. Hmm. Yeah, very yeah. interesting. Um, cool. So the next one, the Feshes. So pretty cute. <laughs> title for a game but it's part of the vv uh universe so that place is going massive um and it's you just mint fishes and have them in an aquarium and build your aquarium and uh, you will be able to fight i believe breed them and fight them in pvp matches in fishes so oh. uh, that, that how it's it's uh just came out of blue um it was I, it wasn't really an announcement or anything but it's it's a new game on Immutable, so you know it counts as a as a project on Immutable, and it's live now. Since the twenty fourth of uh, September, you can dive in. Bada bing, bada boom. Nice. <laughs> I did. I was wondering that. I I seen something. I was like, is this part of VV? But you answered that. I guess that's a yes. Uh, I, no. I like their description. I was a little scratching my head. It was telepathic digital pets and magic water. I was like, okay. <laughs> okay all right all right all right i don't know how that works but uh apparently you're going to be able to communicate with these telepathic uh digital fish and i'm very intrigued i'm very intrigued to see where that goes let's see (laughs) i don't want to spend too much time on them because they're uh you know like i don't know yeah i'm not really into vv um yeah, a lot of the a lot of people that listen to this pod are actually um, a few of the people that listen to it. I know are into it, so hmm. probably should get more into it. But VV is a project that's been done very differently. To um, they mint on Immutable and then they transfer the NFT to their own system some, somewhere, so they don't ever pay any on-chain fees because minting's free on Immutable. Transfers are free on Immutable X. So um, you know so. There is an agreement. I found out later on that there's an agreement about compensation that mm-hmm. is done for immutable, and that gets added to the immutable, like you know, as if it was a normal transfer transaction. It gets added to the rewards for you know for for holders of tokens. So tokens do benefit. From, uh, token holders do benefit from VV, but it's just it's um the 
the impact of the way to design a middle X. Uh, so looking forward to ZK EVM where none of that will happen. It'll be, it'll only be done all unchained properly. We'll nice. get to it tomorrow on ZK EVM later on. Um, but yeah, if you like fish, feshes, and you like um, little, the PVP game's not out yet. It's just collectible at the moment, but you will be able to fight with them in the future. Cool. Um, and the next one's uh, Space Mavericks. It's not been announced on Twitter by them or by Immutable. But they're on the Immutable Play page. So if you, you see the projects, it's, you, sometimes it's a bit out of date. Uh, but Space Mavericks, unless I got it wrong, um, I might be embarrassed myself, but they are a Polygon project. I know that because I did a Spaces, I hosted a Spaces for, I sometimes host Spaces for Yoda games. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, and I hosted one for these guys and they're really cool. Uh, good questions. They gave me an NFT actually. They're the only ones that have and give me an NFT for hosting a space for them. Oh, that's um, nice. So yeah, uh, but it's a cool little game, man. Like it's cute graphics. It's you remember the games Worms, you know those style of games. Where you yes. Gotta, you know you got to yeah, like maybe Lemmings for the older ones. Um, it's you get a planet, you get you 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 have mint a planet and you're building a colony on it and you you have PvP battles and they've got a huge ecosystem of planned for ongoing worlds like a like an mmo rts sort of game mm -hmm. but also just the battles are one-on-one -on -one or two on two on one or you know like every man for themselves or groups so the different game modes are going to be like quite large um i'm actually quite looking forward to playing that game if it's on polygon or immutable i don't really care um i'll play it because it looked really fun just simple free to play as well the guys are really switched on uh, it was a fun one. So yeah. look them up, guys. Space Mavericks. They got uh, 38,000 uh, Twitter followers, so that's nothing to sneeze at there. Somebody's actually looking at them, so that's that's good. I, I like seeing those numbers, and like you said, free-to-play. Uh, I think it's like an artillery MOBA or something like that. But uh, when I looked at it, yeah, it looks very uh, interesting. Sorry, yeah, they call it MOBA, um, where you... It's a worms-like, but in a MOBA style where you have to try and progress towards conquering their base so right. yeah how that's going to actually play I, I i'm i'm just touching the service mate you're you're the thorough one you have any more to, to, to share on the game because no it, no it no is a fun one no i just i try to look at some of the how many eyes are on people and stuff like that that always matters to me and that i just like to have a general understanding of the game and uh i'm not really big into mombas but i understand what they do and they can be fun for a lot of people and I've played some here and there, you know, so I, I definitely want to check this out, hopefully, eventually. And I'm glad they gave you an NFT because you deserve one. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Mike. Thanks. Um, multiplayer online battle arena. So when people say MOBA, they think of League of Legends, Dota, Heroes of the Storm, you know, what's the other one called? Uh, I don't know. There's a couple yeah. of them that have gone and dying. But I don't think it's like that, this one. I think it's like you have a base that you control and you can you like the worms you try and do shots take it in turns or within time limits you take shots to take out their their um to their base to push things forward so it's an online battle arena but it's not i don't think you can control an individual hero that you run around like you do yeah in, in those because numbers. yeah yeah it definitely looked different from that but yeah thanks for clarifying that so yeah i think the next one cool. we're going to talk about here is uh uh, what is it called uh siege builders clash of legends and when i first looked at this one like i was like i was very conflicted on this one because i watched the trailer and like i was having like these inner feelings i don't know if you ever played the game red dead redemption um 
super popular game over here in the U.S. Uh, I absolutely loved that game. Had a ton of fun playing it. And that was the vibe I was getting. But maybe uh, not quite the the same cultural setting of uh, the, the Wild West over here in the U.S. But more of a futuristic setting. But still some of the elements of the Wild West. And Yeah, like the... Yeah, the layout looks like Wild West kind of layout, doesn't it? With yeah, building what? buildings from maybe the middle nineteen hundreds, nineteen fifties sort of thing. Yeah, but they're walking around yeah. with you know these futuristic guns and doing these crazy jumps and stuff. And so then I go over to their Twitter, and they only got twelve hundred followers. I'm like, huh, really? Like I was like blown away by the trailer. I went to this, and I was like, okay, well maybe they're really early. So I went to their website, checked them out. Um, looks like they're very early. I would, they, they look like they've got several things going on. It was tough to get a read on them, but they're, they're a company called Open Game Builders. Definitely looks like PvP possibility, probably some PvE. Um, I would like that. I would like to see them advertise this game on their website more because when you go to their website, you don't really see anything about the game. It's just about their company and what they can do. So I'm just guessing maybe they're early. I'm, I'm glad they're they they running with immutable, obviously. And I want to see more on this. I mean, they they got my interest. It's just like, well, I need some more info on the game, basically. And that's kind of my, my summary of uh of uh Sea Builders <laughs> Clash of Legends. That's all I got. Yeah, they're um multi-chain as well. They're going to build on like five or six chains, and they're open. They're open um, gamers. Open Games Builders has 40,000 followers. So they know how to build an, uh, a community if they need to. I just think the game must be so far away from release that they're not pushing it right now. But because the graphics on it look like triple A quality, like yeah. literal up there with the best graphics you've, you've seen, you know, like in recent games that have come out. So it be interesting one to see how they go and see how much they integrate with Immutable. Like I get, always get concerned when a game says they're going to go multi-chain. I've, I've said this on the pod a hundred times, so I'm not going to say it again. So they, everyone knows that listens that there's concerns with why would company do that if they're relying on going the degen route rather than building a quality game and making it simple to get into it. So, <laughs> yeah, you know, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like totally go the degen route, I'm not, I'm not interested. You you might be, you're a little bit more degen than me, but, um, <laughs> um, you know, so we'll see. Mm-hmm. And but it's a shooter, a shooter game. Um, so third person shooter, I think. Might, actually, yep. it might be both first and third. It's first and third. So it, that's smart because it satisfies both. There's lots of people that won't it's... play third persons and lots of third persons that prefer it over first. So I'm a third person shooter because I'm so bad at aiming. You know, I prefer the spray and pray kind of games a lot more. <laughs> Same thing um, with me, man. Same thing with me. <laughs> awesome. So this one, Lusa, uh it's Final Frontier, I think it's called, Lusa. Um, yeah, it's it's an interesting one. It's um, another AAA uh, building, team building it. Um, I've seen some screenshots and it looks sick. And it's another sci-fi space game. Yep. But it's not the fly. I don't think you're flying around. I'm, I'm, you might be. The, all the screenshots I've seen are of, all, of like shooting and like on maps and stuff like that. So it's a battle royale um mmo story driven battle mmo so sorry story driven battle royale mmo so whatever that means that's that's <laughs> like uh those three things are usually mutually um um you know exclusive 
you know, an MMO battle royale MMO. There's another game that came out recently called Age of Adal Moxus, and it's coming to Immutable Multi-Chain as well. And it 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 um it's a battle royale MMO. I'm interested to see how they're gonna how to make a battle royale MMO. So um and yeah, they actually they announced that they're on recently there with Saga. I was in their in their um in their uh Telegram and made a comment about that and said, Why would you go do that? Like you're on a middle polygon. Like and they're like, uh, you know, someone said something thinking I wouldn't know what I was talking what I was what he's talking about didn't realize I was technical, went into a back and forth over a long time. Um, so they may be going multi-chain as well, um, but the, but they have something to do with Saga, this new optimistic roll-up chain. So mm. yeah, a lot, of ch- a lot of games are choosing this multi-path. Like you'll find out like lots of games are doing that. There's a game, Crypto Blades, I think it is. It's on nine chains. So it's definitely a trend in the space. But we'll see what when they're, they're a while out from releasing as well, I believe so. But they've got some really cool. Uh, Lucy's got some really cool uh, tokenomics, like um, staking to get power in this. So if you you get their token and you stake it, it gives you like voting power and control over the political side of things as well in the game. Oh wow! Yeah, so I've heard that before in some games, but. I haven't seen anyone implement it really well yet or actually do implement it yet. So be interesting. I'd be really interested to see that that's a way to stop people from from spending the cash, you know. If you can take control of the Senate, you can set rules up to benefit you. And if you, as soon as you start taking out and milking, gives a chance to someone, you know, so, as soon as you start extracting from the game, someone else gets a chance to catch up to you if you do that. So yeah, you lose that, lose that advantage. So it'd be very interesting. There could be a way to... In a, to create a cycle of of power in a game, and, and if they get it, it'd be very hard to balance. But if they get it, it'd be really cool. What do you think? Uh, yeah, that's. It sounds like a they got a DAO with inside the game, is what they're doing. Uh, I've I've heard the pros and cons of that style. Uh, whether it's in tokenomics or games or whatever. You can get some big whales in there, and they control everything. And it makes it very hard on the little guy to have a legit shot a shot at competing, depending on what's going on. But, you know, it's, it's kind of like the way of life, unfortunately. And uh, they got yeah. a very slick like website. You- oh, sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say about the DAO thing. Um, I, I, I've said it on Twitter many times. There's nothing stupider than a DAO in terms of <laughs> in terms of building game. Like some what you, you, you like crypto unicorns hires a, a an economist and pays them thousands of dollars a year, uh, hundreds of thousands of dollars a year, and then they they let some noobs off the internet come and you know <laughs> decide on what the price of unicorns are and it completely crashes the economy like why would you do that like that's just the dumbest <laughs> shit ever but if you, where i do think the dow could work is in a setting where you make the dow not have to have too much power like if they've got you know you don't the you don't get unlimited power by having by unlimited coins like if you get the power you get a small influence on the world and it helps you to your team by doing that so yeah, if you know what I mean. Yeah. If they, you just don't get unlimited, like you know, unlimited power by the more you stake, sort of thing. Yeah, they definitely so got. Like, they definitely got a lot of partners. I was looking at them. They got a lot of partners. That's for sure. I was expecting, like, looking at their website and everything. It looks like a massive game that they're going to be taking on. They only got like a uh, little over twelve thousand Twitter followers. I when I went to their Twitter, I was expecting to see like fifty to a hundred thousand 
followers considering how much they had going on and how many partners they had. That one, I was scratching my head at that one. I don't know, maybe they're just not marketing hard enough yet or something, but definitely looks very cool. I like the graphics. I like the concept. Yeah, I'll be, I'll be giving that one a go as well. These, I didn't even know about this game. Actually, there's not one of these games on this list that I knew about before Immutable announced them, other than Space Mavericks. So same, same here. Yeah. What do you think of Yuku Corp? Oh one? boy, what this one, boy, this one's interesting. Uh, Forty-two thousand followers. Uh, the other thing I noticed too was like, there's some big influencers from the Web three space looking at you know, you know Crypto Stash, uh, Bryson. They're definitely looking at this. Uh, it's an MMORPG cyberpunk metaverse. So, <laughs> yeah, a lot that you... And I, I talked earlier uh, about, you know, how do you eat an elephant? These guys, <laughs> I, 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 they're trying to conquer the world, apparently. Um, they're, they're, they want to be a Web3 hub of products, from social media to an aggregate marketplace, uh, having your own portfolio portfolio to display marketplace tickers cross-chain wallet management uh minting calendars token swap oh and by the way yeah again it's an mmorpg cyberpunk metaverse i seen something about hiring people listing for jobs i was like okay um what what aren't you guys doing <laughs> so yeah. they got a lot going on and yeah i, I felt like it was a lot I felt like it was a lot, almost yeah, too much. They were, they were um, uh, they're on Solana at the moment, I believe. They've got so they're transferring to Immutable. I'm not sure if they're going multi-chain or not, but they're enticed by the Immutable passport. Mm -hmm. So I saw there uh, when when that was announced, I went did some digging through their twi Twitter and went, "Wow, where did this game come from? How did I not know about this game? It looks sick, you know." Another AAA quality graphics. There's amazing graphics on this game. Right. Um, and it's a you know cyberpunk neo tokyo cross kind of game you know like it's just like up that alley that people just can be very expressive and great graphics and then how do i not know about that game it's just every single day it feels like you learn about a game building in web3 that you didn't know about but yeah they went on about passport in about 15 tweet thread you know um and, and another one about immutable as well that they really liked what that what they liked about immutable so they seem to have been sold on Immutable, so it'd be interesting to see if they transfer over from Solana to Immutable or if they're going to do multi-chain. Yeah, yeah, it looks like a big project for sure. Yeah, um, if people want to play it, you can play it now, I believe, uh, for free. So you can just go and download it and um, off join the Discord. Yuku Corp uh, is their Twitter name. Oh, I must have um, missed that. Good, good tip. Good tip there. Yeah um it's just a it's a very limited aspect of the game it's not the full game okay um yeah so the next one's dream quest oh my god this is like, feels like the, the podcast should be over by now this is the list is so long <laughs> we normally do that three or four games an episode um we'll get through them so dream quest is a mobile based uh, uh rpg mmo style game um you know a little bit of a mix of everything really cute graphics uh built in unity so it's not like the you know triple 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 a graphics but it's um more going for the gameplay experience i've been building it for a while really experienced developers um it's, apparently it's coming very soon um well, a lot of games say that and then take five years to come out after that so <laughs> um we'll see but yeah they're um yeah we'll see what they come up with uh, very soon i think um pretty much just an adventure game we you know fighting 
kind of characters in an open world. So, is it an MMO? I'm not sure. Yeah, it looks like um, they got some sort of crafting element in it, in it possibly. Yeah. Some about oh, uh, yeah. organic matter, and that seems like they're possibly one of the things they they do have like a hundred thousand followers. I was like blown away because wow. I had a hard time finding information on these guys. I was like, wow, they got a lot of eyes and. But uh, yeah, it definitely looks interesting for sure. Yeah, they've been building for a while, I think. So that's when when they game to have a lot more when they come out of stealth and you know and the, or when they start talking about their game over a long time. There's a lot they build up at numbers over time. But uh, yeah, what did you think of going on to the next one? Sale Wars. Did you have a chance to look at that one? Yeah, I did. Um, my kid plays a game like this, uh, and I could not remember the name of it, but it's a popular game. Yeah. Uh, man, if I heard it, I would know it. But he was sleeping, and I couldn't. I didn't have a chance to ask him what the name of the game was he played. But uh, you sail around, and it's a naval strategic warfare game. There's an exploring aspect to it, going into uncharted territories. You're looking for secrets, looking for treasure. Uh, a battle mode, explore mode. They have a civilization building mode, and they're also trying to uh, inspire social engagement with either having allies or you know enemies and uh free to play open trading it's not a game that i would particularly play but i know that that genre seems to be popular with the the younger generation right now so uh yeah uh graphics look decent and that's pretty oh they had a decent number thirty-one thousand followers on twitter that's a decent number so it's got some interest and uh, it looks interesting for sure yeah they're um, another built by another big community building. Um, sorry, another big developer with big, big, big dreams. So dot 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 gaming. Um, they've got twenty thousand followers, and they're building multiple games as well as a, a community kind of gaming platform. Mm -hmm. So like you know, and like another one of the another I think another launcher. Um, it's a bit the one-stop web three shop sort of thing with everything a marketplace games so, so big dreams and it's um you know pirate game built with dragons that's going to suck a lot of people in oh so, wow i miss love that it. yeah there's um there's like a medieval theme to the piracy it's not not a not a um historical theme right Right so, when uh when I went to their webpage, I I thought I was on Blacklord's webpage at first because it's almost <laughs> like it looks like the same exact art. I don't know if they hired the same artist or what, but I was like, am I on the right page? And I looked up, I'm like, no, it says Sail Wars. So, yeah, it's got the medieval theme for sure. Yeah, um, cool. And so we'll move on to the next one. Uh, good luck, Sail Wars. We'll we'll be following that one. That's a game I'd actually like to play. Yeah, um, I like. I definitely look at it. Yeah more strategy style games i like uh, build them up you know kind of games mm -hmm. um an interesting one uh next one is world world game challenge it's um it's actually a board game um and it's actually out already you can play the buy and play the board game and they're turning it into a um blockchain where you can own how that's going to work? I'm going to be honest with you. I didn't. I didn't look into it too much because really we don't spend a lot of time on it. It's. It looks like a, if you like board games, it could be a really cool game. Um, as we get close to release, we'll, you know we can bring come back and revisit it and give it more information. But yeah, it's a a, a board game. 
<laughs> so, but did you actually look look up anything? I, honestly, uh, I, I yeah, I was I was a little lost on this one. Um, very, it looks like they're very new, a little low on the radar, which can be a good thing if you want to get in early. Uh, three three thousand followers on Twitter. It looks like they've got ties with Magic Eden, Polygon, and Chainlink is working with them too. It appears, which would make sense, so that they can. Go to multiple chains, like we've been talking about a couple times here. That's the common theme. Everybody's looking for volume. So, uh, yeah, I know you have thoughts I on thought, that. But uh, I thought Chainlink was uh, uh, the uh, random randomizing on is one of the things that it does. Is it used for multi-chain as well, is it? Yeah, they try to make uh, uh, chains interoperable with each other. Uh, I don't know how that works. That's way above my pay grade on, on the nerd, nerd power scale. But... Uh, yeah, that's they they try to make things work between each other. I know Chainlink is working with the freaking uh, financial Swift system in some form. I don't know exactly how, but like they're they're up and they're 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 part of the big boy club when it comes to the nuts and bolts of how all this stuff works. Interesting. I know that Chainlink does do randomization as well, so you can get guaranteed like authentic, non-hackable randomization randoms randomness. Hmm. in uh you know for, for in games so maybe that's where they're using this as well could be um, yeah you know, definitely a board game you, you'd want random you definitely need randomization and, and to be safe um everyone does actually pretty much on the chain if you're going to play a game right um cool world challenge game world game challenge um cool diety craft i'm this hasn't been announced by immutable by them or that i know of i looked but i didn't see um, and they're not on a middle's website play site, but if you look at their website down the very bottom of their website, you can see that they're partners and it's got immutable there. So does that mean, is it old information and they haven't updated it and it's no longer true? That could be the case, but it's, I'm just going to go with it and just say, you know what, they're, they're still brand, they're still advertising it and they probably still are coming to middle and they haven't announced the chain yet. So that I've seen. What so, what style of game is it? I I couldn't find much on them. MMORTS. So okay. Like a big world map. Think you know. Um, it's. It's um in in the different deities of gods. You know, like from Greece, Greece's era, Egypt's era, China. Um, there's there's gonna be a number of them. Ah, cool. Um, and uh, Red. It's it's coming out the in this quarter apparently um but yeah it's a mobile game as well as pc player mobile and pc um yeah that's good on. yeah i don't have much info on this one I'm, I'm i'm a little lacking on this one so i might have to try to catch up the speed on you <laughs> yeah um to be honest here i i I've, i did do a bit of research and i've forgotten because there's so many games this week I, i'm getting mixed up and going is that this game or another game there's right so many games man <laughs> keep up with it mate it's unbelievable right <laughs> um and you know what even thinking of that we said 11 games but during this pod i've realized there's a 12th game that i forgot that i didn't put on the list um and that's um auto legends um so it's an, a, a gran turismo style game with um on on, on going to be building an immutable and it's just come out of stealth and its graphics are absolutely amazing and it's got uses real physics um you know absolute real up upgrades you can go tweak your engine put new parts in it things like that so you can imagine 
the rev heads are going to, you know, everything's going to be on chain, you know, like any part you buy, you will be, you know, on chain. So, yeah, and damage will be needed repaired. So very, very interesting uh, game. I, that makes a lot of sense for chain. Yeah, we need a good we need a good racing game somewhere just to represent. Uh, I, I'm literally looking this up right now as we speak. <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> graphics <laughs> graphics look sick for sure. Uh, it's a definitely on a mutable. It looks early. Yeah. It looks early on the project. Just the first look, but graphics. You're right. Graphics look amazing. Uh, I'm looking at a street picture right now. That looks really cool. It's at a nighttime setting. Uh, the, obviously, the cars look good. And like I said, yeah, we need a we need a good racing game for sure. Yeah. Oh, there's there's another one on Immutable that I know of. There's two others racing games on Immutable that I know of. Um, OBS World. Shout out to you guys. And um, another one called Amiga Ninety Nine, which is uh, they they've minted on Immutable already, but they're kind of like very early as well. But this one is OBS World's more of a simulation style game. You know, like where you it's more about fandom where this is a actual racing hardcore racing game with real physics and stuff so Gran hmm. Turismo career mode all that kind of stuff so it'll be interesting to see where they go with this one um it's only got 360 followers at the time of this pod through just 360 followers unbelievable yeah I know that's why I said it looks kind of early <laughs> <laughs> yep um cool I think we're through the games mate that was a lot of we're games holy smokes <laughs> Um, do she just call it here and go and go bring everything else? No, that, no, we got to keep going. We'll keep going. We'll keep, we keep. We can do it. We can mm -hmm. do it. Um, but yeah, sometimes it's very hard work doing a pot about immutable. Uh, that's, I'm sure a lot of other chains are. There's this, you couldn't do this pod for any pretty much for any other chain because there's just not enough happening with with this with the mutable. There's so much going on with it all the time. It's just it's like the Tesla of the car world where. You know, there's so much going on with Tesla at any one week that there's just so much news coming out. People, people make living out of Tesla news channels on on our YouTube. Right. There's hundreds of them that make millions of dollars a year out of just reporting on Tesla. I think the same thing's going to happen with Mutable as time goes on. So, inviting all you other podcasters to come out and do the same thing we're doing. Agreed. Focus on Immutable. It's going to be. It's going. It's a winning. It's a winning. Uh, the winning horse. Mm-hmm. Cool. So, yeah. Now we're finished talking about twelve games. Um, only the surface levels, but we'll move on to ZK EVM milestone blog that came out from Immutable, and I just did a bit of like, I wanted to break it down and see if there's any key points in there to talk about. Did you did you want to start on that one? Yeah, uh, I I don't know. I I was a little lost. They were talking about they they verified twenty thousand addresses. Do you know anything about that? Yeah. So. They've got a test net out now. It's, it's, it was out in August. Mm -hmm. And what that means is people go, well, that doesn't matter. It's not mainnet. But it's an, it's almost identical to mainnet. Right. So it's open to anyone at the moment. So there's no blacklisting of anyone. So that there's anyone, that, those 20,000 addresses could be anyone. Mm -hmm. um, but um, um, 20,000 addresses being different wallet addresses i assume um and but ultimately the when mainnet goes live in end of january which is four months from now you'll be anyone that's built on testnet will just be able to do a search for a couple of keywords and change them to be from main from testnet to mainnet and it'll work they don't have to do all new code so they're really anyone that's building a game now wants to test 
you should be building stuff to test straight away anyway. You'll always build it on testnet and then push it over to mainnet. Mm -hmm. So we're, we're, you know, even if mainnet was out now, there's probably no games going to come out now anyway because they're still testing and building building up their, you know, in, in testing the work that that's what, testing their work to make sure it's sound. There's lots of tweaks they're going to do to the chain um, for, for reading this for this mile. I pick up that from this milestones post, post but um, yeah, it's, in in November sometime or December, they will sorry in early December they'll open up mainnet for a few select games probably their core their personal core games and maybe oh, maybe all the ones they sponsor and get them to do feedback and make sure do testing and, and like uh, make sure it's safe and secure and you know uh, pen testing and stuff like that yeah and then at the end of then at the end of January when they're comfortable they'll release it to the to everyone i liked how they uh, sorry go ahead go no you go no i liked how they uh they, they said pretty much if you're whatever you're working on now it's going to be seamless to transfer over to mainnet whenever it's ready so that's that's great because it avoids a lot of headaches for these produce uh game producers i was very interested in the invisible signing uh i would assume you have to sign at some point so i don't know if maybe when you log in to these games that is your sign in and, and you don't even have to I, i'm assuming you sign in by logging in and then after that everything you do in game is a sign but you don't have to interact with it so that's one of their big core things is making things frictionless and not feeling like it's blockchain even though it is so i'm assuming that's what yeah. that is and so go ahead i've done some ui ux testing on that and they're asking and some also some questionnaires where they say what do you think about this and what do you think about that and the question was around how much value does an nft have to happen before you want to sign you know is it if an nft is worth a hundred dollars would you want to sign for it every time and then there's also asked the question what did you feel about signing on once and then having a timer set for when you don't have to sign anymore but if you do the action it just does it automatically so if you hit sell it sells if you hit buy it buys without having to go through the wallet transactions, you know? So you're right. They're thinking about either one time for then once you do the once it's, it's signed for a certain period of time or just being automatically straight away, straight away from the start with, with the low value NFTs. Ah, so, okay. Okay. So yeah, this is just for the was, actual transaction of the NFT themselves. I was thinking, I didn't know if they were talking about like actual in-game commerce or something like that. Yeah, that's like whenever you normally have to hit a, a transaction that on uh, on a wallet now, which is a hundred times every time you do anything. It's mm -hmm. this I mean, the passports to take that away. It's um, nice. you only, you, I only want you to do it once. So uh, that's not the two options that they're going to land on. They were just like, to, "What do you think of these?" So they might not have either of those in the end. That was still very early days. But ultimately, for the player, which is there's some things I got from this document that are pretty cool. That they're going to have relayer released in the next three months so before mainnet goes live relay is going to be live but I, I thought that wasn't going to be the case which is what relayer is is gas fee abstraction um which means you don't have to have like if you join a game um the game can pay for the gas for you or you can that you can buy a battle pass and you get free gas transactions because the game will, will sub if you, if you buy a battle pass or, or if you pay for the game, you get a certain amount of transactions for free. Or if you've got no IMX tokens to do the gas transactions, but you've got, you know, the, 
gods and chain tokens it'll just automatically convert gods and chain tokens to imax for you to do the gas transactions. oh that's awesome i like that yeah yeah hmm. um fiat on ramp and nft checkout so with cards so you can get fiat use fiat to buy tokens or nfts and smart checkout automated routing of fund funds to keep players in the game that's i don't know what that is that's i was wondering the Isn't same thing <laughs> That was like, yeah, huh? like that's the first time I've heard of that, which is a new product. It may be that you've got your credit card on file and you'll just use it automatically. Or even, side. even possibly, uh, I know you can route things from your bank accounts. That's what I was thinking right off the bat is like, oh, I wonder if they're going to route straight to a bank account, yeah. which would be awesome. Uh, yeah. They've talked about having cashing out of tokens into bank accounts as well in the past, like about two years ago. Mm-hmm. So I want. I think regulatory, maybe that would take a long time to go through that regulatory process to do that. So the governments don't like us normies getting the cash for from our tokens, do they? They like to fight that that part of it. We weren't allowed to do that. Well, you know me. Um, you know me and my uh, <laughs> obsessive uh, uh, tracking of, of the Fergusons. Uh, they they uh, they may have some bank ties. I'll just say that. <laughs> That's it. Leave it at that. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's um, revenue engine as well. Gas free interactions, no gas fees on order order book cancellations and approvals. That's massive. So Immutable is going to cover the cost of us. So you know, on OpenSea, you go list a token. Mm-hmm. You got to pay. Yeah. So I I always had a problem with this is EKVM because if you, if you have you ever played gods unchained it's it's like most of the cards are one cent or even under one cent right yeah mm-hmm. so if a gas if a gas transaction to list is the dollar what's the point you know what i mean like right like you can't even if it's 20 cents or even one cent it's double the price or two cents is double the price of what you're selling the token for so there's no point listing it so i always wondered like why would a tcg build on a on a chain with gas you know, especially when most of the TCG cards go come down in value eventually and die off out of the meta, and they lose their value. So, I, yes, you are absolutely right. Uh, any, I'll call them normie, not like they're abnormal, but the the people outside of the space, you will not win them by saying, "Here's this card for one cent," but yeah, you got to pay one or five <laughs> bucks to get it. You won't. You will turn them off immediately because nobody, nobody outside the space understands it, and they're they're not willing to yeah. accept that. It, it, it you might as well just walk up to them slap them in the face and say play my game because they're going to turn around and walk <laughs> away from you yeah so there's there's an answer to a question i've always had concerns about if people don't if games don't do that even if games substitute ga- gas tokens for in-game transactions for you that doesn't mean the marketplace you know what i mean mm-hmm. and what i and you know, Immutable's gas fees are going to be real, well cheap anyway, but still, if you're selling something for one cent, you don't want to pay any gas. Like, what's the point? Right. You know, like, you're just, you're just doing it because, you know what, I'm, I can't, I've got, I don't need this card, I'm never going to need it to sell it, but you're not going to do it unless you, if you've got to pay gas, so we'll see mm-hmm. um, how that turns out. I'm really excited about this. This I, I skimmed this document when it first came out, and now I just went through a bit deeper before this pod because I want to talk about it, and... It's got a lot of information in here that's really excitable, exciting for the future. So, um, a lot of developer tools, Unity and Unreal um, SDKs for ZKVM will be out before mainnet. 
Um, and lots of just tools that make it easier for them, the developers to hit API endpoints, um, you know, under, just get stuff done around NFTs and management of NFTs and game transactions and all that stuff that's so hard for games developers to understand and deal with. It's just been made simpler. Yep. And then um, the regenesis in November, which is, um, it's changing for, so assume, so right now, mutable testnet is not, not equivalent to immutable, uh, sorry, to, uh, to Ethereum. So the biggest thing about ZK EVM and why it's such a big deal is because compared to other ZKs or other optimistic rollups or any other chain at all, is that the, not the pure network effects of Ethereum are lost on every other chain because no other chain is equivalent. They are, um, they are, I've lost train of thought because I just got some funny sound in my ear. Sorry. No, it's fine. I'll get back there in a sec. So immutable ZKVM and Polygon ZKVM are going to be the first chain to be equivalent. That means all the tools that make things eat that everyone knows how to use as a solidity dev now will be able to work out of the box straight away with immutable. You mm -hmm. won't have to change it where every other chain has a disadvantage where the developers have to learn the language of, of those chains right. and learn their new, learn their dev tools when there's 200,000 solidity devs in the world. So in the next biggest amount of devs for a chain after solidity is Solana with 2000. So 1000 to one. Right. That's, so, I, I, <laughs> You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. exactly. So, so they in in November they're turning on that ability to be equivalent. Um, it's just more infrastructure that they're putting in to make make it as seamless as possible, so that the the yeah. game developers can focus on the game and not learning learning that language and have to deal with all that other stuff. That's that's been their core focus, and they're just advancing that for the most part from what i can read from this yeah and then uh december january the mainnet will go live um first of all early december for the uh, not this a couple of um builders and then at end of january the whole anyone and then it will have a blacklist at first where you need to get your your game turned on through whitelist to be able to use it. So it won't be just open, open source at the start, but over time it's going to be made to the point where it'd be open source, or at least the very least is just a, a quick check to check, you know, if they, if they can work out, make sure there's no, there's no chance of being exploited by some random third party, then they'll be able to just make it open source like an immutable X is. But, um, I assume if you use the APIs instead of the building your own contracts, then you'd be able to get like an, just an open source permissionless, but you can go on and use it no matter who you are. But if you want to use the actual, you know, your smart contract, you might have to get it, you know, a whitelist first for a little while. That's good. And I like one that. Of the, yeah. One of the big things is coming in 2024, which is bigger than like one of the biggest weaknesses I thought Immutable was going to have is that a lot of these chains like Saga that's coming out, um, Sway, this is another layer one. This is another layer one, and uh, Polygon Supernets, 
AVAC super subnets, um, immutables announced, uh, announced pretty much in this blog apps kind of at the moment it's called app chains. So an individual dedicated chain for a game. So a lot of games that I think they're big, like, you know, off the grid is on AVAX which is an awesome game and Shrapnel. They've chosen AVAX because they get to have the control of the app, uh, of the app chain, uh, of the, of the, of the, like building their own blockchain. So it'll be like, they have their own blockchain just like that on immutable. Nice. That's good. I like and, that. And hundred percent equivalent to immutable and compatible with all the tools on immutable as well. So you can still use passport, still use, still integrated. So you don't, you, you can have your own control of the chain, uh, set some rules to it. Um, I'm assuming that means they're going to have their ga own gas take, uh, own gas tokens as well, which is a big lure, you know, a revenue source. Yeah. And yeah. And you still not lose the benefits. Like where you're on AVAX, you're on your, they are building some tools now to do some cross chain talking. There's a, there was some, some information on that, which is great, but it's still not hundred percent compatible with if you build on a, on AVAX's subnet and build your own subnet, you're not hundred percent compatible with all AVAX's tools, um, where this will be on immutable. I like that feature that the, the, the game developers can set their, basically their price for their economy. That's, I think that's huge for them because obviously these, these games aren't made for free and these developers have to have some form of revenue coming in to keep it going. So they're going to have to have that, make that decision of the healthy balance between their players and their game to stay surviving and thriving to keep the game going and, and advance it. And uh, I think that's a very important tool for them. Mm. And finally, the Prover integration, which is the, the technology that I believe is the really challenging, challenging stuff that at the moment, Unmutable X is quite centralized because they've got their, they've done it in a decentralized way, but they own the day, the prover fully where I think that means it's going to be outsourced to third, third parties for, for decentralization and allowing bridges, um, and you know, at the, and also it's good to know that the start, bridges won't be available, their own bridge available straight away until that's implemented, but they're going to use a product called Axela, which I've never heard of. I looked them up. They've got like 50 chains that they use. So you can, we'll be able to bridge up until probably end of 2024 with that through them, like probably layer swap as well. So if you want to get tokens off immutable ZKVM back to mainnet or back to a DEX or back to a SEX, then you can use that tool Axela to do it. So, yeah. Is that layer swap still, have you tried that yet? I know it's been out for a little while. Um, I didn't. I did. Did I? Or didn't I? You have, you have to give a what's it called um, KYC to do it. Okay. So I haven't done it. Yeah, I've, I've been no, meaning I've never... to do it. I've been meaning to do it. I got to do it and just test it out. I I think it's been working pretty well from what I, I understand. I know it works well. I've seen lots of people use it. Orbiter Finance is another one that you can do it on as well on Immutable X. So those two will probably be on Immutable ZK AVM as well as this new Axela. Um, but it's. They do more things as well, Axelar. But uh, yeah, it's ultimately some really cool things we didn't know about really well coming out of this document. Relayer will be out straight away with uh, the main net, which means gas-free for gamers. Um, check out in using the wallet in the game 
will be out with mainnet straight away and you'll be able to do no transactions and be able to do tra with no no wallet transactions uh so actions so it looks like you're in the game stay in the game all the time gamers won't have to leave um you know and gas free listing of to uh, nfts mm -hmm. and, can and cancelling of them and then also then on top of that the um develop uh the, the immutable to the, the dev tools are pretty pretty far forward i thought they weren't going to have the unreal engine sdk out at mainnet launch but they are so as then nice. on top of that the app the app net so awesome zkvm is going to really change the trajectory of immutable yeah i'm looking forward to it uh, to see how this all works out and i'm i'm really really high hopes on this uh making it seamless and easy for everybody that's it's a huge it's a huge issue that the the industry needs and i know they're pushing hard for it yeah what do you what do you think uh this is your baby the next let's move on now let's, <laughs> yeah let's talk let's talk about your world kill the guardians um, yeah we're, wt uh... is a wt is a, a counselor is that right a counselor or like i think so ranks. yeah i was i think i still am as an ambassador i don't even think the ambassador program is going anymore uh yeah i've been in i've been a little bit into gog to say the least for several years <laughs> um yeah the new play test is coming out real soon i think october 9th is the date uh so a couple days away i've got my key i've downloaded the what i can download i'm ready to go and uh chris clay did a uh an hour-long ama pretty much on youtube it's up there you can go and listen to it it was pretty uh nothing really groundbreaking or shocking uh he was just answering questions that people had and uh yeah it's a new iteration yeah. of the game it looks like they added some sort of boss fight which has piqued my interest hmm and what about uh, abilities did they change anything about abilities or do you actually get to use abilities a bit more was that gonna stay the same not i you know i'm not really sure on that to be honest with you uh i didn't have any issues using the abilities before but maybe they did add some new things i know that uh they're they're upping the amount of people that are going to play test this time so they can stress test it a little more so i was able to invite three people to play uh you know they're slowly adding more and more to ramp it up so they're going in the right direction with it uh i have never played this style before the roguelite and i played it the last play test and i was pleasantly surprised it was i could see how it would get addicting and the the quality of life aspect to where you don't have to be completely focused on it so you could play this on the side when you're in a meeting or, you know, you're waiting for uh, somebody that's five minutes late. You could just pop it on real quick, run a couple quick dungeons and boom, or, you're done. Or during, or during a rom-com with your wife. Yeah. Yeah. I, I wouldn't recommend that because she might get mad, but uh, you know, <laughs> uh, oh, I know mine really? would. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. Uh. I wouldn't recommend it, but obviously do your own research on that. Just be careful. <laughs> More important than your crypto research, research, yeah. uh, wife reaction. I'm not a romantic right. advisor. <laughs> mate, GOG is, is the funniest story, mate. Like, I've just, that, that game, I could, you could write a movie about my story of GOG and yours, you know, the communities, couldn't you? 
Yeah. Um, it's, uh, it's been on a while. It's been a wild ride of a twist and turn, and and uh, we're getting close to release, mate. We're probably going to see a release like on chain in February, June, January or February. So we're about five, six months away from an on chain release. Yeah, the so, uh, it's funny because like they've always tried, but like the level of effort right now. There seems to be a lot more urgency in this effort now than in the past. And I like that. I, I think that's a very positive sign. I think it's all hands on deck with them. And I think Chris Clay has a pretty much direct line of communication to the powers that be in Immutable X. And if he needs something, I think they're pretty much granted, done. What else do you need, Chris? And I like that. I like that. I let's Let's keep going this route. Yeah, we talked about it on the pod previously during the first playtest that he was notably uh, stressed out in communicating not as cleanly as he can at the start. And mm -hmm. then after that play, after the feedback from that playtest, he was just so relaxed. And he's like, the pressure that man had on to deliver this, this game was just, it's like a, you know, a Super Bowl grand final, mate. You know, <laughs> yeah. I plan on yeah. covering this extensively once I get my hands on it. Uh, I think I'm allowed to grab the video and reshow it, and I'll be putting out videos for that and commenting on it and cool. really diving into it because I, I I really care about this game. I really care about the community, and I plan on starting to pick up the ball and start pushing out some content to help the process. Uh, I took a little break. Uh, I had like a three three, four month hiatus for personal reasons. And uh, a popular figure uh, known as Cyrus may be back very, very soon. I've been on the, <laughs> I've been on the line talking him with him lately. And he just said, he said, as he normally says, you know, WT, I think it's time. I think it's time to address the peasants again. So I was like, man, that sounds good. I'll let him know that uh, you'll be back soon. I'm really looking forward to that. That was that, that was missed. That was very missed. If you don't know who ending what we're talking about, peoples, you got to follow WT and find out uh, what we're talking about. It's, it's been some classic content in the past. Um, you wait, just we. I'm so happy you're back and, and and happy with Gog and at least happy with the changes that have ha happened and the progress it's making. And I think it's going to be a successful game. I really do. It, I played it for. Six, seven, six or eight hours when I, when it came out, and I had to, I had it on my wife's phone, but this time I've put it on my Android phone, so I'll be putting a lot more time into it because you can just play it without while you're working, and it, you know you don't have to watch it, but you can if you want to. Right, so it's a bit like it, it's actually a very similar game to it. Is Dragons Toys was it no Meta Toy Dragons um, that from that Korean developer that Mutable signed recently? Okay, it's a similar game. To, it's a similar game to that. They've got you get you collect dragons and you um, but they're way faster pace than than uh than uh Gog. You get that hundreds of dragons really quick at the start and then you got to start then it starts saying not hundreds you get probably fifty dragons at the start and then they start saying give us the money. Okay. <laughs> so they get you sucked in. First one's free. <laughs> yeah, first fifty's free. But um, anyway, it's it's uh those games. Uh, they get big numbers because people seem to be, they retain players because they get attached to their heroes and their characters mm -hmm. and uh, want to progress them. So 
I'll see. I've got in. I'll be playing it. Uh, we'll talk about it after we finish playing it after the twentieth of October when the when the playtest finishes. Starts on the 9th and finishes on the twentieth. So what's that tomorrow for me? So two days away probably for it start. For it. Yeah, yeah, it's coming up here real quick. I'll be watching for it for sure. Yeah. All right. Moving on. Um, Avax, friends, tech competitor, does Arena has been pumping so hard. Some idiot drained it too early. If you look at the graphs, <laughs> why would you do it at three million when you could have waited another day? It would have been six million. Like, I guess. So I'm I'm cutting to the end of the story before I even tell you what happens. But uh, ultimately, French Tech is a Ponzi scheme. Stars Arenas are not quite the same Ponzi. I don't believe you. Invest money for friendships, a social game, and. Someone hacked the, the, well, it wasn't hacked. It was hacked, but it was a vulnerability in the contract and they got drained. The whole entire investment of $3 million, gone. It was like $8 this morning. <laughs> right. That's, so, it's just another. Sorry, I'm laughing. No, it's, no, I get it. It's just, it's, it, it, it's happened so often in this space. It's just like, yep, someone else got it again. And it's, uh, it reminds me of what Robbie Ferguson says all the time. The core tenet of what they're doing first is security. And yeah. if, if you don't, if you don't have security, you're not going to be around long. It's just people get burned and people don't forget that. <laughs> yeah. It's actually not the first exploit they had there either. They had, that was, it's the second exploit they've had. They fixed the first one and now the second one that has got drained. So, you know, people, people, people call me like when I put shit on people that choose optimistic roll-ups to build their games on. And I'm like, well, you don't really care about people's security, do you? Oh, shut up. What do you know? Blah, blah, blah. You know, I've heard people say all the weirdest stuff to me, but Immutable's never had a hack that I know of, like not not um, where they lost funds. So like it could happen to them. You know, it's just, it's a technology. Tech, people get hacked all the time, but right. it hasn't happened to them. In, they've been around one of the longest blockchains and they've been around for the longest time. They haven't been hacked because they put everything into security. Mm -hmm. They care about yours and my assets you know where these games care these other chains just care about getting their name out there signing we need to grow you know and solana for example solana's uh, founder on on youtube i saw him say he's directly out of his mouth speed's more important than security like no it's not right it's like you know what i mean like it's it's you know and then all of a sudden they've, they've had like hack after hack after hack it's obviously he really meant that so Look, they've fixed, Solana's fixed their game up. They're, they're no longer as bad as they were. They, I'm you know, not saying they're completely fixed now. I don't, I don't know. I don't follow them. But they, they're definitely in a lot better space now than they were just even a year ago. So, but I just, part of the reason I pick Immutable to support is because of the security side of it. And it's a shame that these people lost their money. I hope Immutable, uh, sorry, not Immutable, AVAX comes and pays, makes it whole again. With It's only $3 million. They've probably since they've got a 290 million dollar fund funding pool to give to games you think they'd give three million back to the people that got hacked yeah you would you would hope so uh you don't want to see anybody lose money in this space unfortunately it does and uh yeah i i, I i'm with you there on the immutable x uh like rob says uh security is paramount and uh yeah if if you lose funds it's not a good day for you and your willingness to stay around or to talk well about the platform is not going to be there. You know, it's, it's personal. It's personal when that happens for people. So yeah, 
Security, security is probably not probably. Security is my biggest, my biggest concern. And do you mm. need speed? Yeah, but it doesn't for me. It doesn't trump security. If it takes a little bit longer, then it takes a little bit longer. So. And yeah, like I haven't the, had I haven't isn't it, it hasn't even been really slow for Immutable X with me to be honest. Yeah, so. I that's think the thing. Immutable they're doing that one well of the, too. One of the, yeah, they're one of the fastest. That's what the zero knowledge proof gives is the speed optimistic roll-up gives the speed as well but the security is just not there mm-hmm. um on, on ethereum but um avax is a layer one with evm compatibility like similarities um but their their founder like uh, he's an elon musk hater so i just that's what he says <laughs> anyone anyone that hates elon musk just because he's a billionaire bad like i just well you're just either jealous or an idiot one of the two um the he says the amount is only three million dollars like the wording to you say that when people have lost money recently just because of that and he goes oh the word and the amount's only three million like it's going to piss people off him saying that surely yeah i'm confident that that will be plugged like it's not promising that he's going to pay them back the money but he's saying it's only three million dollars we'll fix the plug and we'll go again that's what he means Mm -hmm. yeah yeah that comes off as kind of kind of obtuse there yeah it's not it's not what uh, uh you you brought up something to me uh some, I I never heard of this game for Life Beyond. They're you were saying something about they're choosing to go to Bitcoin or something like that, or they're they're launching on Bitcoin. Yeah, it's a funny story. Um, they're an MMO and they've been around a while. It's got a playable um game, and they were, they chose Polygon. And then I saw before ZKEVM was announced or just after it, I saw a. A picture. They made an image of all their influences, and they had like a picture of all these partners, kind of, or people that were close to them and all that, as well, mm-hmm. like from Twitter. And they had the immutable symbol, so I thought, like, oh, that could be another one coming to immutable. So then, during Token Twenty Forty Nine, they announced that they're building on Bitcoin. Hmm. Whatever that means, <laughs> but I can tell you now, building an MMO on a chain that is not designed to do the complexity of nfts not designed to do nfts at all not and yeah i know there's some tools getting built for them around these ordinals and stuff but they're gonna have to go in and build all the tools for on top of bitcoin it's going to be a huge expense and cost and pain in the ass plus the big well um, the, there must be something about light i don't i'm oh, sorry i should really know more I don't know about Bitcoin, uh, but they're building on Bitcoin. I don't know how that's going to work. I'm assuming and... I'm assuming it's going to be on the Lightning Network. Um, I, I just don't know. I don't have a ton of knowledge about the Lightning Network, but the the TPS on Lightning Network is it, it's nowhere near what a lot of other chains can do. So that's my first red flag. Is like. I mean, an MMO, unless I'm missing something, those are usually designed to be for a lot of players, a lot of things going on. You're going to need a high TPS. So I'm not, I'm not following at all why you would go to that platform because they're not, they're not known for groundbreaking TPS. So I, I, I don't know. I don't get this one, and I don't see, I don't see a lot of other games heading towards there actually this is the first one i've seen that has come out and like yeah we're heading there and the other thing is like they're a subsidiary of animoca brands and that one i'm scratching my head at too because animoca 
they like Polygon. They they've got multiple games on Polygon that they back and like I would they're they're investors of Immutable, mate. I I know I know that's like why like I mean they're a subsidiary, but you would think they would have got on the phone like, hey, what are you guys doing? Like, uh, is this they're really the, the best choice? <laughs> I honestly I think they they're betting on the Dgens. So the first, could you imagine like like you know with Ronan. The Ronin Network, yeah, like they've got a huge community because of Axie. But the first couple of games that went there, they got huge support, and the first Mint they got there got huge support because it was the first one. Mm-hmm. There's nothing else. There was nothing else there. So they're obviously making Animaker Brands are smart. You know, they've made some big good decisions. You mm-hmm. know, and led by a pretty smart guy. And I just think they're going. You know what? Chances of you succeeding on an MMO in Web three is one in a hundred. There's there's probably four hundred MMOs getting built on on Web three at the moment. Mm-hmm. And so, but one thing you can do to stand out is be the first to build it on a, on Bitcoin, and we'll help you build the tools to do it. And how they're going to do that, I don't know. But I think it's kind of smart that they're doing it. But it's also limited because DGens aren't into Bitcoin because of games. They're into Bitcoin for money. Right. So. You know what I mean? Like how many of those are going to transfer over into games? I don't know. And I'm not going to play it. I can't be bothered. I don't do that. I don't mm-hmm. I play on Earth. Everyone knows that. I'm not, I've got one wallet and I'll get Passport and that's it. Yeah. And uh, I, don't, I don't want to deal with You play on Solano. You know me. I don't play on Solano. Mainly because I can't be bothered. I don't play on Sui because I can't be bothered getting the wallet. I just don't want to do it. I had all these all these wallets everywhere. And I was like getting lost and getting too old to have to deal with where everything is. And I went, you know what? <laughs> Screw it. I've got one MetaMask. If I can't play your game on this MetaMask, I'm not playing it. That's it. Yeah, I can and understand people that. People call, call me some maxi or something, but it's uh, it's just as simple as keeping it simple. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. I'm I'm kind of the same way. I'm more focused on the, the Immutable X games because there's just, there's so many out there. I don't have enough time. I just don't have enough time. It's I need to focus on one, and I'm going to go with the the ones that make it easier for me. And that seems like what IMX is trying to do. Yeah. Anyway, interesting to follow that one. Um, I did, this one, I want to talk about multi-chain strategy. There's a lot of games choosing multi-chain. Um, you know, it's like Kiraverse has just announced they're going to do in-game weapons on Telos. So there was a partnership with Telos trying to take over GameStop from Immutable. And then Ryan Cohen come in and cut Web3 out, it looks like. They're, but they're saying they're still staying with Immutable. Robbie's said to my face that he talked to them and they said they're still going to maintain immutables in their projects with immutable but telos come in there another chain and you know kiraverse is very close to gamestop and they're building they're they're they announced some partnership with telos so telos has either paid them or they just had enough of the mutables mutable x um but yeah it's looks like they've gone their next Part. they've done a fair bit on loop ring they've done a bit on immutable now they're going to do telos so they're multi-chain um galaxy commanders just announced sui um that i went in there i got really upset with that one because i was really looking forward to playing that game and i may have to get a sui wallet if it but i don't know if it's that good a game that i'm going to be bothered to do that but then i'm being told that they are going to be multi-chain as well immutable x immutable zk evm as well as sui now how that's going to work they're completely different chains mm-hmm. um you know, we talked about Crypto Blades, where I said it has nine nine chains on it. Um, there's um, 
what else is there? There's you know, a number of the games we listed. Um, Dream Quest is going to be on, I believe, another chain. Is it? What's it called? Starts uh, with C. Cardenio, I believe. Oh, really? Oh, no, it's Planet. Huh. No, no, no. Sorry, no, that was Planet Pals. Man, I'm getting it all mixed up. But there are <laughs> a few of them in there that they're going to be multi-chain, like Lusa potentially, Yuko Corp, Siege Builders. Um, you know, so there's these, there's, there seem to be this pattern and we'll see, we'll, I mean, I think what's going to happen is game, there's going to be people that continue to do that and then games that continue to do that because they're not confident they're going to hit big numbers on one chain and they're right. going to try and track new users through multiple chains. Yeah, so. it's it's just about volume, I think. it's Everybody's hurting for volume right now, and so they're looking at all options. A lot of these games, they probably won't be around in a couple years, and they're in survival mode of trying to keep fresh new blood coming into their game, so to speak, via, via new players. And I think that's probably something to do with it, and maybe just testing out other chains maybe to see if they have better integration, better infrastructure to make their, you know, gaming quality of life better. It's, it's a, it's a wild West hodgepodge of infrastructures right now. And there's no clear cut leader. So I think that's kind of why they're doing it. Um, is it short sighted? Maybe, maybe because what is there value to sticking with one through everything and just focus firing versus spreading out all those extra resources i'm not sure what the best answer is i just think that's where the state of the the industry is right now yeah um and then so multi-chain is still a regular thing we discuss here so we'll keep on seeing how that plays out and reporting back on it moving on though um i mean Immutable posted a in their advocate chat a, a link to a chat speech at Token 40, 2049 that had Robbie on it. And Robbie spoke for about literally three minutes and the whole thing. And it was just all the same stuff over and over again that we've heard for two years now. Mm -hmm. So it was like pretty snooze fest. But then right at the end, Robbie's gone. We're going to announce the biggest game we've ever announced um, in the next two months. And... Uh, mate that was like three weeks ago now so we got a little bit of, <laughs> we should find out about this big game but robbie has been known to you know get people excited so we'll be interesting to see what this game is <laughs> yeah he uh what do you think? he likes to tease people <laughs> yeah which is good uh, it's we, good i get it i get it but yeah they need they need uh i i'm I'd love to see just some big announcement with a game. Yeah, let's bring it. Let's do it. Let's do it. So like the problem I, tomorrow. The, <laughs> yeah, the the problem I have though is like so. Yeah, they made us watch this video. Well, they didn't make us. They, you know, this is a cool video to watch. It was so boring the whole way through, it, other than Robbie's couple of comments, and then at the end he said that I was like, you, "Why would you make me? Why would you do that to me?" <laughs> like, I, I, if you didn't watch that, I wouldn't have known that this announcement came was coming, and I wouldn't have had it. I wouldn't have had to worry about it. I wouldn't have even thought about it until it got announced. I would have right. known. You, you've killed me. So, um, yeah, they had a bit of a laugh about that. And, uh, <laughs> but Robbie, Robbie's admitted before that he, he's not going to hype stuff up anymore. So that's what I'm hoping that he, this is really like a big Web2 game company. Maybe Tencent, you know? Yeah. 
Yeah, so, I, yeah I, that's I, what I'm. So if it's not a Web two big Web two company, it's something maybe Dead Drop or because they're on Polygon or you know some big game like in Web three or maybe maybe uh, what's that game from another guy with Elon Musk t- um, TDS Elon Musk derangement syndrome mm. Paul, Paul Bettner from uh, Wildcard is it Wildcard yeah. Yeah, I'm not sure. I, I was I was glad you mentioned uh, you mentioned the drop dead or I'm sorry. Oh gosh, is it drop dead or dead drop? Dead drop. Oh my gosh, I'm glad you mentioned that because you mentioned it to me yesterday, and I wanted you to get credit for saying that. That was when you said that. I was like, yeah, that one. That's the one I would like. It's 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 in this space. People know about it. It's made the news. You know, it's got the the big back the big backing of uh, you know Doctor Disrespect. I'd love to see that one. That would be, I think that would be huge. And uh, yeah, it, it, it would make sense too. It would make sense. So yeah. Yeah, they're on Polygon. Like yeah, yeah, for sure. And uh, yeah, we'll see what this big game is. It's either one of the big Web3 games is like, it can only be like four or five that I would consider big and then that I know of and or a Web2 game. You know, the, what's going to happen, mate, is in about, at the end of 2024, 25, 26, we're going to see, like, games come out of stealth. Like, building in public is the dumbest thing in the world. <laughs> Most people, like, it's so dumb. Like, it takes so long. You've got people all getting angry because they're waiting. Look at it. Look at it happened with GOG, mate. You know, like, that's a prime example where you don't build in public. You just come out and go, hey, this game's coming out in three months. We build it. It's great. Can you just test a few things and make sure you like it? I oh, know we need to do a few tweaks. It's going to delay it by six months. Mm. Oh, no, you like it? Sweet. It's out now. <laughs> you know, like, that's, that's what the best way to do it, man. You know, like, there's a, yeah. like, games take, like, they get delayed all the time. Like, every single game gets delayed by a year. Nearly every single game. That's Like, there's 90% of games don't. Blizzard used to just go, well, it's done when it's done. And they don't even tell you that they're building it. And that you don't hear anything. Or they say, we're, they come out with a trailer and then they go, here's the game. This is what we're building. See you in three years when, we t- when you get your next update. You know, like it's, mm-hmm. it's like, you know, the, this, this, what's happening is in this space that they're, they're raising money through yep. their consumers. And it's all coming to fail now. Ascenders failed. Another, another, AVAX hasn't had a great week, has it? It's, um, it's lost uh, $3 million of con- customers' money, and now it's um, one of the big games, uh, MMO Ascenders just died. The whole company died, announced today. So really? I didn't see one. that. Yeah, another one bites the dust, mate. I'm going to have to start um, following Avalanche more than I do. Oh, they're good, mate. I'm, I'm, putting, like, I'm not coming across like I am. I might be coming across to you that I'm not we're hoping for them to win. I like Avalanche. They're a good product. They've got a good system. Lots of good games are building on it. They're my second favorite chain. Yeah, I just and I, I just don't know a lot about them, and I haven't seen much about them with like game releases and stuff like that. So, but you know, it's the same as Immutable, mate. They don't have any really good ones at the moment. Um, right. They've got a good card game called Rainy Rainy Coin, but that's a strain company building on Avax rather than Immutable. Um, and they've got some really good games coming, like Off the Grid, Shrapnel. There's a Game of War style game, like. Um, something of war that's gears like of war MMORTS. no no it's like a mobile based like oh, okay. uh, war, war, war based game where you build up your base and stuff so that, that looks really cool um, yeah I'll have to check yeah, it out 
not a good week for AVAX. Um, Ascenders is was one of their you know best MMOs. They've got AVAX has got still got some real good games, mate. Cloud Castles, Providence, there's some really good games. It's kind of funny you mentioned this stuff that's not going well for them. I don't hear Paul Barron ever talking any any bad news about them. It always seems like it's always <laughs> sunshine and lollipops over there, according to him. Uh, should I get started or should I not get started? Oh yeah, I was trying to tee you up there because like, I know I know you got something. <laughs> well, is is that a Wagner Games on for an interview? And the title is uh, how Immutable X Failure, yeah, or something stupid like that. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, it's the Mint, and it's about a Mint that was on Layer 1. It wasn't even on Immutable, yeah. And then he starts going on about how that's not interoperable, interoperable, mm -hmm. you know, like it's it, its own little island. And he doesn't say, well, he has said, I don't like OMEX once. It slipped out one time. You could see he was just talking all of a sudden, I don't like OMEX. OMEX. He said it like that. Mm -hmm. And then that that was already knew he didn't like it before he said that. That was confirmation. But this interview, he's literally like baiting Ian, Ian, Ian and um, Scott Herman, the two leaders of the project, into like getting them to commit to build off it, to build off Immutable. Yep. And they're like, can we just talk about our game like, <laughs> and what we're doing? He went on for about 10 minutes about how bad Immutable is. I'm like, this guy has got, he's got worst case of, like if, if Immutable X was Trump, mate, he'd, he'd be the king of TDS, mate. Yeah. You know, like, like seriously, man, he's got it in for Immutable so bad and he's just so bad at interviewing. Cuts people off and he just, like, and doesn't, when they start saying stuff he doesn't like, he cuts them off and interjects with stuff, with false facts, like Immutable's not interoperable, like with other chains, like, and as if AVAX and Solana, like, as if they can talk to each other, these two examples, mm -hmm. you know? So, you know, the, the, exactly the same thing could happen with Immutable as, as AVAX to get it, NFTs onto Solana. It's exact same process. So, you know, you, you might hit your uh, your NFTs on Immutable with a with a uh, API, but you can take them off. They're still an actual. That still creates a, an NFT. You can still get it off the chain and put it onto Ethereum, and then what you'd have to do with AVAX, and then put it back onto another chain, or whatever you do to go to Solana. So, yeah, it's it's disappointing that someone with such reach, although. He, He's down to 5,000 views a video when he used to get 200,000. So it's mm -hmm. kind of like the, the crap quality he pushes out and the garbage he spills, spins is obviously getting, <laughs> is, is obviously getting, uh, man, people are getting bored of it. Yeah. He, uh, I, I've, I'm, I like his content mostly. I know you don't, which I, I just, I like to use him as a general temperature check for the market and what's going on with NFTs and games. But I did notice a while ago, like he has a major slant against IMX and it just, it baffles me because he's had Robbie on before and I don't, I don't like bashing any project at this time because it's such an open wild space and there is no clear cut leader. There's nobody that's like, yeah, this is the best way and everybody's flocking to him. It's like everybody's flocking in different directions. We've talked about these uh, gaming companies using multiple chains and they're doing it because they're just, they're throwing out fishing lines like, okay, well, what's this one like? And can they get his volume? And there's no clear cut leader. So to be bashing one and then propping up two others, like they're the greatest thing since sliced bread. It just doesn't make sense to me because no one 
has proven that this is the way, like, you know, the Mandalorian would say. And I just think that's very short-sighted. And I think it, I think it makes him look bad too, because it makes him look like he's got an incentive to pump up other people versus taking down maybe their competition. Maybe I'm reading it wrong, but you know, I'm still going to watch this stuff, but I, I put a comment on his thing that, you know, boy, you're clearly not liking IMX and yeah, hopefully he changes his attitude a little bit because it's it's an open space. And, you know, I, I cheer for other chains that are not in my bags because I want to see the space succeed and I want this to go somewhere. Yeah. The title of the of that video was NFT Mobile Games on Immutable X Difficulties. Yes, exactly. It's an, it's an, it's an interview with Wagme Games. All right, exactly. <laughs> like, they've had no difficulties, man. They didn't like the. It, I have all the NFTs that I play the game on now. There's no dramas. I didn't buy an NFT because I didn't want to buy a layer one. I don't do layer one. Why would I pay gas? So I'm just you know you you don't get the DJs if you if you if you're mint on and layer twos, but you don't get me if you're mint on layer one. I don't pay twenty dollars for something, you know. Also, yeah. the, the mint was four four fifty five hundred dollars. I just don't have that money for NFT these days. You know that that's right. the thing of the past for me. Um, I, I hope uh, I hope IMX progresses. They make they make good on what they're saying they're going to do, and I hope they fly up the leaderboards in the in the Web three space. And Paul Barron wants to talk about them about their next and best thing and how things are going. And I hope Robbie, <laughs> I hope Robbie or the IMX team, whoever he asks to come on, gives him the snub. Like, sorry, we're having too many difficulties right now to come on to yeah. your show. You know, something like that. <laughs> you know, let them let them know. Hey. We, we, we see the someone, smack talk. Someone should uh, tell him about Cross the Ages that's got 20,000 wallets and sold right. out on Immutable X, mm -hmm. not, on layer, not on layer one. The cheapest pack was $100 and they sold 17,000 packs. Right. Yeah. The yeah. cheapest pack was $100. They're they like 17,000 packs. Weren't they number one app so, or something too on, on, the, yeah. on the store somewhere? Was it Apple? Yeah. I forget where. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna quote what he said in one of the one of the lines. This is this is how much garbage he's speaking. <laughs> I guess for me, when I look at IMX, there's a limited amount of featured marketplaces, and not exploding when I think of the games, in comparison to Solana and Avalanche. Mm. Not exploding when I think <laughs> about the games in comparison to Solana and Avalanche. There, like, that's a joke. Are you kidding me? There's 250 games building on Immutable. Right. Anyway, um, there's, and there's about 50 playable now. You know, some of those platforms that are eventually going to grow. So he's saying that Immutable is not going to grow. Those two are. So this is this in your roadmap to look at alternatives in your roadmap? So, sorry, is it in your roadmap to look at different chains? Um, do you, Or do you feel trapped in IMX at all? Listen to that wording. Right. Like... And it's not even true. Any of it's not true. It's just false, false messaging. Yeah. Um, to get to to push an agenda, a personal agenda. How unprofessional is that? That's what it looks so like. So unprofessional. Even if I interviewed someone on Sway on this this building on Sway, I would never ask questions like that because out of respect for them, I'll just say, "Why did you decide to build on Sway? Are you concerned about the liquidity, you know, issues that layer ones have outside of Ethereum?" That, which is the genuine truth. That's the only question I'd ask. And that would be negative. And then I'd ask, why did you choose Sway? What are the benefits? 
what are, what, are you, what did they do to promise you to, to get you to go build there? You know, things like that. But you wouldn't make statements like false, like they've got no games, that you feel trapped, that are you going to... And then baiting them to say they're going to change a different chain. And then he's like... Yeah, I just yeah, think it, it's, it's very, uh, very disappointing. And um, I don't listen to him anymore. I <laughs> just don't need to listen. He's just too unprofessional for me. Right. No, I, I get what you're saying. I don't like it when he does that. Uh, he does do some other things decent that I like. And like I said, I use him for a good temperature check of what's going on. And he has some good guests on sometimes that I like to listen to and see what they have to say. But yeah, he definitely was baiting them. And I was just like, dude, come on. This you're You're being... You're being like really transparent that you have some vested interest in these other chains and that you want to go after their competition, which we, it's not needed in this space. It's not the, the competition is web two. We going after each other is just, it's not going to make it, you know? Yeah. Anyway, that's enough about Paul Barron. He's not getting any more time for me. <laughs> mm. Oh man. Good stuff. Good man, stuff, man. A, we covered a lot. Man, we've been on here forever. Uh, hopefully, is anyone here still listening? <laughs> um, good to have you here, WT. I uh, hope you you know you enjoyed it, and you're going to come back next week. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I did enjoy it. Thanks for having me. I, I appreciate the uh, Gamer Galaxy taking me on. It's been a rough uh, three, four months for me for many reasons, and I'm back now, starting to get things going, and looking forward to doing this with you, and hopefully. Uh, we, we can get uh, a three-man operation here soon, get uh, DeSus back, and, like, uh, yep. get this going, man. I think we got some good talent here and a lot of good topics. And, uh, yeah, looking forward to it, brother. Yeah, looking forward to seeing how we go into the future. Thanks, thanks for listening, everyone. Take it easy.